Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio. So let's get started, shall we? Feels good when you click those buttons right. Every time. <laughs> Feels good, man. Feels good, man. What's going on, Leah? How are you this week? What is happening? Election season is over. Officially over for all our small town. Very exciting. How did uh, how did how did it go, Leah? Well, I <laughs> mixed feelings. Was scheduled for uh, two. Uh, I guess you can't call them victory parties. <laughs> the first one we went to was uh, a good friend of mine. He did not win. He did not win. And the second, where everybody got turned. <laughs> was another good friend, and she did win. She did win. But this is what's really I would messed argue up. that you might get more turnt if you lose. <laughs> that was not a turnt kind of crowd. No? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but one of the bizarre things about our city is that on election day, they didn't report any of the votes tallied on election day. It was all of oh, the right. votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that were submitted by mail-in or drop-off ballots mm -hmm. by the night before. So if you went to go vote in person, none of those votes were tallied for the semi-conclusive uh, right. results. Now, and then they have 30 days. Do you know how much can happen? We literally already had the party. Do you know how much fraud you can get away with between now and 30 days? Come on. Yeah, it, it was one of those... Um, one of those ballot places where you you show up and they're like, well, did you have your uh, mail-in ballot that we sent you? You're like, yeah, I just I just didn't want to do it. And they're like, well, why don't you take that and go right over in that little cubby and fill it out and bring it back? Yeah. Because there was no like punch cards, dot nope. things, no computers, nothing like that. Like literally here is the mail-in ballot once you fill it out and bring it back to me. I had actually assumed that because the most recent elections have all had voting machines mm -hmm. that they would have voting machines set up. And I prefer to use voting machines sure. because they tally immediately. Right. And there's a much, uh, some people might argue about this, there is there is a much lower percentage of voter fraud that can happen because those ballots can't disappear. You have already entered them in the system. I mean, insofar as somebody doesn't tamper with the data. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I generally agree. Well, anyway. So that was that's your big, uh, that's your big news? Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know. What's going to happen next? <laughs> you just don't know. Well, my big news is I got that uh, true SDX working. Oh, your big news wasn't going to the Modern Rogue event. <laughs> You're going to talk about the true SDX. Sorry, Brian Brushwood. <laughs> and Jason Murphy. Uh, I guess it just happened last night, so it's still like front of mind. Uh, but I, I did also spend the weekend at the Modern Rogue HQ at their Founders Day event, which is open to just people who've like helped out the channel being a, like what they would call a founder it's kind of like their version of patreon sure and it was uh two days it was a uh, first night was like a whiskey drinking event and then the second not like a competition whiskey drinking event like a tasting event that was last night for me too yeah right right yeah. <laughs> uh so we got turned no no <laughs> Uh, the the main event day, though, I was asked to come set up radios and demonstrate ham radio for people. 
That's awesome. And it just so happens. I mean, we mentioned this on, you know, one of the last podcasts, but uh, Frank Tank Radio was out there. And so he was on the live stream with me that I did uh, at the HQ. It was, it was really quite fun. fun. It was a couple of uh, special announcements that, that they had for Modern Rogue, which I don't want to say anything if, if that's supposed to come out at a later date, like publicized on their YouTube. And then they had a, an evening full of live entertainment. And it was... Was it a strip club? It, no, it was uh, <laughs> Veterans of Foreign Wars uh, oh, Club. Oh, not a strip club. Not a strip club. Could be a strip club. I mean, any other I... day they might appreciate that. I don't know. No, I'm kidding, of course. The live was really cool, though, because there was the folks from the Ice Cream Social podcast. That's another podcast you love. Who I have uh, I have been, been on, on the podcast. Yeah. So I was one of the few people, I believe, I might have been the only one, aside from Brian Br- Brushwood and Jason Murphy, that have both been on Bryce, right? I think. That have both been on an episode of Modern Rogue and also been on the ice cream social podcast wow someone correct me if i'm wrong double if you are fans Uh, i'm a a triple scoop (laughs) so you're you're a triple rogue scoop triple scoop with nuts (laughs) that's all i got well thanks everybody for coming out to the ham radio crash course clicking on that button doing whatever it is you do with your podcasts it's black magic to us most of the time how podcasts work. We really don't know how you get this. Yeah. A series of pneumatic tubes and microfiche come to mind. It's carrier um, pigeons. It's I was, four hours of carrier pigeons. That's right. That's right. I was watching um, Tech Moan. Have you ever heard of Tech Moan before? No. He's a nice British man, older man. Uh, old's probably the wrong term, but anyway. Um, and he was doing a review of funny he was doing a review of a wax, a reproduced wax cylinder record. Have you ever seen wax cylinders before? No. Before there was flat records, there were Edison created wax cylinders. He created a player. I don't know if he created the cylinder, but he definitely created the player. And there are literally tubes of... Like modeled after the player piano scrolls? No, it's like a hard wax... I, I don't know if it's exactly wax. It's some material. But it ha- it's it's a cylinder of record playing. The grooves are along the cylinder. And so this thing moves across the body of it. And somebody put, uh, like, chill wave, chill vibe music <laughs> on it to play in this, like, machine that no one has. Chill hop. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you get the podcast. The, the best part about that is they came they came in two durations, right? There was a limit of how much music you, recording you could have on it. Sure. They came in two varieties. Mm-hmm. Two minutes okay. and four minutes. So, <laughs> that's how our podcast is distributed. Not even the four-minute variety either. It's just <laughs> many just, two minutes. Those are very strong carrier pigeons. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> but we do like to kick off the podcast with the ham radio minute it's never a minute and today (laughs) you're gonna love this one leah if you're buying one buy three no no this is bad this is the ham radio minute hit that button let me spend (laughs) let me spend your money (laughs) so to be clear i'm not talking about like if you're buying one uh icom 705 buy three no (laughs) no maybe buy three yeah maybe three (laughs) balfang so there's been multiple instances where i have bought one of a thing and then liked it so much that I immediately wanted two more. And it always falls in line of things like... Like this pen? Like, I bought six of these things. This, yeah. 
these crush metric pens. Oh, yeah, that's satisfying sound, too. Uh, the, this is like a fidget pen. It's for a fidget adults. pen, yeah. Did you give one to Ben? Everybody got one. Wow. I, I, I thought like I was, six of them. I thought it was so special you when you gave it to me. You got the first one. Okay, anyway. But, <laughs> so, for example. I want example, this to be a rainbow. Okay. I, <laughs> you can paint it. For example, a, a antenna SMA to BNC connector for your radio, your handheld radio. You buy one of those things, and you're like, well... Now I've just got to put it on all my radios, and you wish you had bought way more of them. Or coax adapters. Having one SO239 to BNC mail is never enough. You always need... It's never enough. It's never enough. You always need at least never three. Never enough. Because you'll put never them in a bag, enough. and then they get buried, you'll lose one, or they'll just be in the wrong bag that you brought that day. But I found that when I was doing the True SDX build, I kind of just bought extra components for stuff how much did this end up costing you a lot do you want to know yes, I like do. right now yes all right so i think i'm building I paid, my new purse fund <laughs> i think let's just call it like 120 dollars to ship the kit to me okay that was the price of entry that was the kit okay 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 how much is an sdr usually I, this this is not really this doesn't play you're talking about we're talking about kit radios okay this is a transceiver transmitter receiver okay. so arguably to compare this against other qrp radios that i have kit or otherwise this mm -hmm. is a very inexpensive radio for what it does because i'm pretty sure that one of the gifts i got you was an sdr from aliexpress i think that's just a receiver though right mm. is it just a receiver usually when people say let's SDRs, find out okay well you look i'll oh you got it no don't open it right now i thought this was for what was it for for your birthday. Didn't that already happen? Oh, no, it didn't. What? I don't even know how old I am. Don't don't pull it out in front of me. I'm absolutely pulling it out in front of you. Wow, this is... Okay, everybody, act surprised on the YouTube. <laughs> so the... No, I'm not going to give you this. You're not going to know just yeah. from looking at it right now, and I'll have to dink around with it. Okay, so the, the let's call it 120 130 bucks. Okay, great. I put it together, and the boot loader is not there. So I need to buy a dongle to flash the bootloader after the boot flash the boot after recommendations of multiple people i decided to go off and get what's called a usb asp programming device i went off and got one and i think i paid seven bucks for it i used it attempted to use it didn't work I assumed it was the bootloader that was the problem, <laughs> the, the 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 flashing device. So I, what are you doing? What are you, why? So I contacted Loyal. I I posted some stuff on the internet on the the web forum there, and they're like, oh maybe the bootloader is bad. No problem. I can solve this. Let's buy a three pack of them, or a two pack. And how much is that? Seven times three bucks. So now we're at twenty eight dollars total, okay. right? In addition. These were different, though. They were a different type of USB ASP. So that didn't work. And I went, wow, okay, same problem. I, I opened one of them, used it, and I saved the other two. So I may give the other two away. I think at the end of the day, it all worked, but regardless. Working with Loyal back and forth, we were on um, the Discord chat. And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I think you should just do it the way DL2MAN does. And by the way, we should probably use Linux or Mac. And I went, okay. So that led me to go buying an Arduino. How which much is that? Uh, twenty five bucks. Okay. okay. So twenty five bucks. I'm in now for an Arduino Uno, and that 
didn't work. And while, womp, womp. yeah. So about this time, I'm going back and forth with Row Waves, and they're like, hey, again, this is all spoiler alert for the second video that's going to drop, but. Row Waves, please help us make this work for you. <laughs> so Row Waves says, uh, yeah, you, you likely have a bad microcontroller. We'll send you a microcontroller, um, you know, and, and we'll get it in the mail. But they're in Europe. They're in Romania. So I think to myself, hey, what if I just replace the microcontroller myself? Back to Loyal, talking to Loyal. Loyal's like, hey, USB uh, Arduino minis have this, looks like it has the same microcontroller chip as the, as the, the true SDR, SDX has. Okay, great. So those are three for another 15, 20 bucks, right? Well, the problem is, is that um, those are like what you would theoretically call a microchip. The square thing with little legs off the side that are soldered, right? Oh, yes, yeah. Those aren't through hole. Those don't like pop through the board and then you solder them with a little tiny soldering iron, right? Like a little tip, like a mm -hmm. needle tip. Don't work that way. They sit on the board flush and solder is actually heated up and then kind of applied to it and it flows underneath the legs and connects it to the board, oh. making the bond. You have to use a special, call it a soldering iron, but really it's a hot air gun that has a precise tip. So I bought one of those. That was $250. Okay. So I was able to do the flashing with the uh, with the Arduino boards. I was able to flash on all the different USB devices I used and successfully load the bootloader onto the board. I successfully soldered the chip off of the Arduino, put it on the true SDX board, was able to get it boot, was able to see the serial number, was able to go off, download the firmware, I was able to flash the firmware onto the true SDX board and nothing. It stopped. It didn't do the no. thing that it needed to do. So I went through the whole successful soldering. By the way, that is super satisfying. That is like literally one of the most satisfying things that I've done soldering wise in a long time. It was great. So I got through the entire process, all the hard work of having to reflow a microcontroller and it worked. It, it booted up. I loaded the flat, the firmware, and when I loaded the firmware, it was supposed to do a final step where it reset itself, repowered, and showed my call sign, and it wouldn't do that. <gasps> so no. I was so mad, and this was two days before the RowWaves board arrived. So by the time the RowWaves board made it, I had already completed this leg of the Choose Your Own Adventure novel of making <laughs> this radio work. The problem... <laughs> And we really do need to get off of this topic, but because this is all going to be in a video. The problem is that the Rowwaves board was just a bare board. Oh. All the components that I soldered onto you the had board I had it? needed to be desoldered and placed on the new board. <gasps> and I asked them, I'm like, no. so you just want me to go desolder all the components and swap them? And they're like, well, none of those components are bad. What we only, the heck? We only we only warranty the faulty component because the component is the microcontroller and you are not required to solder the microcontroller. <gasps> we will send you the whole logic board. So I said, okay, fair, fair. But they would not send me any of the uh, hardware to... What kind of insanity? Okay, so to bring it all back to the Ham Radio Minute, 
over the course of years of having built kits and breadboarded prototyped, you know, little FM weird transmitters and stuff like that, I have bought three when I've only should have bought one or generally 20 when I only should have bought one. So I had all of the components except for one thing. So I was able to just take new hardware, slap it in there, boom. I have and, a very different lesson from this. Oh, yeah. You. No, this is... It is to not buy the Row Waves kit. <laughs> I I respect what they're doing. And I, I think what... So it's going to be really hard for me at the end of the day to to separate the DL2MAN radio, the design of the radio, from the people that are implementing it, specifically row waves, right? Because how much of this has to do with DL2MAN? Almost nothing. He designed the radio. Right. And people are implementing his creation. To make money. To make money. It's, it's in Creative Commons. Creative Commons means you cannot change the design. So... I have things to say about the radio that I have that works and how it works and the performance of that radio. Okay. And I don't know where the line is between it being a part of DL2MAN's design having a problem or the implementation of row waves. I'm going to go with the implementation of row waves. Well, to be sure, I bought an assembled True SDX from DL2MAN's approved retailer. Okay. Which is from AliExpress. So it's a Chinese company. Okay. So that means I've got to wait for, you know, however many weeks for that to show up. Huh, I don't know. AliExpress can be pretty fast now. So the 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 story must go on because I really do. I want to have DL2MAN has not approved the Rowaves kit. He has not his put the DL2MAN seal of approval on this radio. I don't know that they're ever going to get that seal of approval. I after don't know this either. Hot mess. Well, the forum post has five pages of people trying to troubleshoot this thing for its low power output problem, completely unrelated to the manufacture to the part D-O-A, defect. Oh, hey, man, not I good. Got, uh... Not good. So I'm, uh, I am. I'm I'm very much on the fence. I would say at this point, if you absolutely wanted one of these radios, only buy off the link I posted in the video, which will probably drop tomorrow or dropped it dropped today that the podcast came out. Only buy off the link where DL2MAN says, I certify this radio as good. Buy those. Okay. Stick with those. All right. Man, we gotta get off this topic. I'll bring the beer. Speaking of beer, this is a combination beer and physical mail. Physical mail time. Leia, there is a pile of beers in front of you. It, there is. And there's a Belgian-style triple here. I love Belgian triples. It's from Midnight Sun Brewing Co. Well, all of the beers came from Charlie Beerworth, mm-hmm. who is fantastic. He is our beer godfather. Beer Nice beer godfather. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our fairy beer godfather. <laughs> so this is called Panty Peeler. Oh. It's an ale brewed. This physical mail comes with a letter. Josh and Leia, I hope the mac and cheese made it all right. Just wanted to share a taste of Alaska with the two of you. Now, he breaks down the five different beers. The 49th state Alaskan coffee lager. Coffee lager. Not a huge lager fan, but if you put coffee in it, I'm there. This is one of my top three. Oh, so it's a beer review. Wow. Okay. So everybody, this is great. So if you're looking for some breweries, potentially you might like the beer reviews that, that we have here. 
three favorite beers in the state. The other two are Fairbanks breweries who don't can or bottle. I must admit it is much better on tap than in can. Still, though, I do not think you will be disappointed. Two notes. It is like a nitro iced coffee can in that there is a nitro pack on the bottom. So that's a that's a morning drinking beer. That's what that yes, is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breakfast beer. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> on the bottom. So you have to be careful when opening. Secondly, it does come with a layer of cream. So I recommend splitting it into two glasses and trying to stir in as much as you can. This is not a problem when it comes out of the tap. Whoa. It has interesting. cream in it? Yeah. So maybe don't open that one. We'll save that for another, or I don't know, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe we can open two and we'll try both. Bear Paw River Brewery Feist Beer. This, I discovered this crisp, refreshing pilsner on the way uh, home from an unsuccessful ice fishing trip. It hit the spot and washed down the disappointment of getting skunked. Hopefully the two of you enjoy it under happier circumstances. It has the Oktoberfest flag on it. Uh, yeah, that's how you can tell it's a German beer. The Midnight Sun panty peeler Mid- midnight sun land of the midnight sun mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. this is my father-in-law's favorite beer i sent you two so you can try it on its own and also drink it by my favorite method beer mosa we found it paired best with passion orange guava juice but me- that's pog juice yeah so we found it pairs best with passion orange guava and he did write pog in parentheses with mm-hmm. dots but mango nectar and pineapple orange banana will still taste great. Serve it at a 50-50 ratio so it for a good time. And lastly, the double shovel apple up uh, is it apple uh, Appalanche. Appalanche cider. Appalanche? Okay. It's it's not the Appalachians, it's Appalanche cider. I'm not a huge cider guy, but this one I like. All my uh Allie, my wife, and I will drink it in lieu of a white wine with dinner. Oh, so it might be on the dry side. Very good. Mm, Yummy. Or I'll drink it while I'm cooking. Overall, we're fans and hope you guys like it too. Hopefully, this selection is to your liking. Alaska has some awesome breweries that don't distribute. So your only way, but how do we get them? (laughs) Is to (laughs) the only way to try them is to come up to visit. Thanks for all you guys do. 73. And this is from Charlie Beerworth. KI5KBN. P.S. When reading this on the podcast, refer to me as Jeremy from Alaska. I, so sorry, Jeremy from Alaska. <laughs> so I, I saw this right as I got started. I generally do, you know, pour through whatever I'm getting to make sure there's not something that says screams, don't read this on the podcast, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But he wrote P.S. So I didn't know how to handle this. Uh oh. Like postscript <laughs> means. At the end, read right. at the end. Yes. So I hope that's a joke. I hope everybody got that. Um, I'm sure we probably screwed up his name in an email. and We just referred to him as Jeremy Alaska. <laughs> Jeremy Alaska. I like that even better. Now you're just Jeremy Alaska. So thank you so much, Jeremy from Alaska. No, it's Jeremy Alaska. You you have done something very like, magical for me, mm-hmm. which is to give me something I cannot have access to otherwise. This is yeah. one of oh, my this is most Liz's favorite, favorite things. Thing. Illegal foods yeah. <laughs> that won't kill you. I also got a Kraft mac and cheese box. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. It was like for me. vacuum sealed, right? 
No, there there was a fun saver camera from Kodak. There is, and it says Leia, not to be confused yeah, with don't, me. Don't this is a it. sealed fun saver camera that I didn't. Oh, there is actually a letter in here, Leia. <gasps> There's a letter in there. Well, here, this pick the like beer. Christmas. I'll pour the beer while you I've, open. Oh, I've already been drinking the you didn't fatty even, peeler. Tell. Oh, you didn't even tell me. Can I try it? Do you want? Do you want some? <laughs> yeah, you didn't even pour it into a glass or anything. It's fine. I'm not fancy. I, you are such a liar. <laughs> I'm not fancy. I'm not fancy. That's something that I realized. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fancy. Everybody kept telling me, you're so fancy. And then I realized, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not. I'm not in the least bit fancy. Right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this one. It's addressed to me, but normally you read. I normally read physical mail. Yes. Oh, my oh God. My Oh my goodness. Why, why is there cash in here? Did cash just fall out? What is happening? Okay, this says, Leia, film is not dead. On the podcast, you've been talking about your love for old-fashioned technology, older cars, vinyl records, etc. I figured you'd get a kick out of shooting a roll of film again on it. a disposable camera. At a minimum, it might be fun to teach the boys a thing or two about patience. Okay, so this is a little, possibly if I haven't mentioned it on the podcast before, is that I was in a dark room developing pictures every day for my last two years of high school. No, my last three years of high school. Because wow. when I was on I'm sure yearbook. You told me this, but I forgot. Yeah, I was going to guess it was your book. Yeah. And so that was like my, my sixth period or my seventh period. Mm hmm. I would go to yearbook, I will have taken pictures during the day, mm -hmm. and then I would develop those pictures. Wow. Yeah. So, and it was some of the best times because fellow photographers that I'm still friends with now, mm -hmm. actually. So uh, this is really nice. I don't have a dark room to develop these, so. You don't do film anymore. No. I'm, I mean, I could probably help that 19-minute photo place everybody's really confused about in town. <laughs> Is there really a 19-minute photo place? Oh, yeah, yes. the passport place. The guy that, yeah. Yes, and everybody goes, how is that place still open? A fun story about that. I called that guy once because I have a medium format Holga camera. I think mm -hmm. it's the only film camera we have left in the house. And I wanted to get pictures developed. And he was like, oh, I don't do medium format. What? So I'm like, okay, well, That's thanks. because he's too busy laundering money. Right. <laughs> Where do I wash the money in this machine? <laughs> Charlie continues. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeremy continues. <laughs> I started uh, shooting film in the summer of 2019 and instantly became hooked. To wow. date, I've been gifted three times, uh, three f times film cameras, plus purchased two on my own. As fun as shooting film is, much like ham radio, I've grown to love the film community as well. I bet. You can use the QR code on the left to check out my Instagram, where I showcase both film and digital work. Smart use of a QR code. The code on the right will take you to a personal blog I did when I wrote a photo journal about a work trip where all of the images were shot on disposable cameras. You can read about the why yourself. As for developing this disposable camera, the dark room is one of the most popular film options 
Labs operating in the U.S. and is based in San Clemente. Twenty dollars should be close to cover the development costs and slipping. Thank you and shipping. Thank you so much. Please don't drop it off at Walgreens. Visit thedarkroom.com instead. Thank you so much, Charlie. That's this, awesome. That's very thoughtful. I mean, like, literally hit all the things, Charlie. I feel like you know me. <laughs> like you. You just really know all of the like little things. <laughs> that is that's 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 pretty good. I bet Charlie is like a really great gift giver. Ellie be. is a lo- a very lucky woman. Yeah, very lucky woman. Hope you like my work and hope you enjoy shooting film even more. I love the quote unquote family photo fil- feel the film gives that you just can't get with digital. Happy shooting, Charlie Beerworth. Yeah, that's Thank great. you so much. There's a, so there is something really amazing about developing film because mm-hmm. once you have your your pictures on the camera that you've already put in focus, right? You've oh, already fully it is composed. Shooting film for everyone listening who now forgets what shooting film is, and for every younger person who's never shot film, imagine if you will taking a picture of something. And not knowing how the hell it came out. True story. Not knowing if you had the focus right, mm-hmm. particularly if you were using like something that had an adjustable focus, but you didn't have like a lens reflex camera. Yes. And you were just, maybe the lighting was bad. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Right. Good luck, right. buddy. Like you, you can literally adjust right now mm-hmm. on, you know, with digital cameras. But then when you get into the dark room, you are composing your picture all over again. You have to make sure that what you wanted in focus is actually in focus before the exposures. This right? is when you're transferring it? Yes. So this is when you're transferring off the negatives onto the reactive yes. paper? Yeah. Yes. And then, and you're cropping mm-hmm. there too, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, I mean, it's what Photoshop is based off of, right? Of course, yeah. You know, the, it's the manual experience. And it is so deeply rewarding. This this falls in line with all of the things that I love about doing pottery, too. Mm-hmm. They are, like, just so purely analog, right? <laughs> like... Yeah. Do you want to know my only experience um, developing film? What? Boy Scout camp. Really? I took the, the photography Boy Scout merit badge, and they had a dark room in Arrowhead, California. We went out, shot film. Brought it back in. We had to, because it wasn't like a, a complete dark room. They only had a red room. Mm-hmm. So you had to use the bag that goes over your head to open the film. Oh. And bring it out and do the whole thing. Yeah. And, and had to douse it with the chemicals so that you could actually bring it into the red room to do the yeah. transfers. Yeah. Like all that stuff. I mean, is that a normal thing? You had to wear yes. the bag? You had to get into the bag? No, you would normally do everything in the bag. Oh, okay. So your film and your transfer goes inside the bag right yeah okay before you took it out though that was uh in the red light yeah and i i remember when people would like open the door it would just be like screaming like why are you opening the door (laughs) i don't even remember how we signaled oh i think we might have actually had an exterior light or just you know lock it no i i think that there was an exterior light where when the red light was on sure there was a light outside so that people wouldn't open the door. Sure. That makes complete sense. Yeah. 
Wow, very impressive. Oh, this is amazing. This is actually, we should do this for like a date. Go take pictures and Uh then go develop the film. This is one of those dumb things where I'll end up like going and buying like some Leica or something like that. You don't need to do anything like that. That's okay. That's just the stupid thing I'll do. Please don't do that. We have a go- this. I'll go get perfect- a Hazel. Is it Hazelbot? Hazelbot. There's already a camera. Right I do here. want one of those though. I do want a a, a good ha- like. Is it? I can't even say the now name. Now Charlie right, so. is spending our money. Yeah. So great. You <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let so Charlie me. spend your money. <laughs> all right. Well, very good. I guess. I guess. Thank is, you again. Is that all the mail? No, but each one oh, of these right. ties into like the rest of the show. There is going to be a full. Real we got a email lot of mail podcast. This week. It all happened it was, this week. It was Wild. like Christmas over here. So moving on to the next mail, let's continue. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall fear no let's man go. of peace. One go. foot after on, the other. For I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. It's funny because I started recording this mm-hmm. so that I could do like little uh, clips mm-hmm. for like TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And I realized that this, the recording mm-hmm. will not have any of the audio nope. piped in Just from the sound clips. No, no, no. You'll have to learn the editing of, of adding this, adding the sound clips. I think it's okay. No. Yeah. yeah I think okay. it's fine. All right. Yeah. Well, we're here in the preparedness corner. A lot of these ideas come from you. But this week is definitely coming from someone. This week. Okay. So we have received an email in the past Mm -hmm. from an illustrious uh, author by the name of Mike Major. That's uh, VA7EZM. He told us this book was coming. Mm -hmm. It was called, it is called No Grid Survival Projects, How to Produce Everything You Need on Your Property. It is a massive book of so many good things. It says on the back, 70 ingenious projects that you can build yourself around the house. List of materials and tools needed for each project. Step-by-step instructions with colored pictures and videos. Videos probably not in this book. Probably have to go to a link, I'm guessing. (laughs) QR code. Uh, Yep. Detailed information, information on where to source the materials from. Material cost, difficulty level, approximate time and uh, for each project, and content diversity. Interesting. You will find projects on water, guns and ammo, electricity, ways to keep intruders off your property, food traps, natural remedies, and more. It is packed with awesome stuff there's and pictures pictures there's there's lists of things you need it's just so well organized it is very I, cool i will put a link to this in the show notes because love it yeah mike you ha- must be so proud yeah of what you've cool. accomplished here it is it looks like I mean, it is a guide to off-grid living. It, it it really it that's what it feels like. I mean, I I can't I haven't gone through it completely, but just flipping through it and stopping on a couple of things, really really diverse the amount of things that are in there. I mean, he put that on the back. It must be true. Yeah. <laughs> Diversity. I'm actually going to for the preparedness corner today just go through the sections that everything is organized in, so everybody kind of gets an idea mm-hmm. of the projects that are in the book. 
One is projects related to water. So like a DIY sink, a, um, a rainwater catch system, mm-hmm. which I actually, uh, to support, got yeah, I got a rain barrel that one of the local elementary schools has an environmental club. Mm-hmm. And that was one of their events that they put on. Yes. So we bought a rain barrel from them. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Uh, how to build a water tank for long-term storage, how to build your own water filter, how to make a hand pump, how to make drinkable water out of air. Well, calm down. <laughs> uh, then project on guns and ammo is ammo for long-term storage. That's actually really important. Long-term storage of ammo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A hidden gun storage shelf, how to build a ghost gun or basically an 80 (laughs) percenter. Yes. How to make black powder, the dry and wet method. This is like the uh, ash from the Army of Darkness. This is the textbook he had when he went back in time. uh, Yeah. (laughs) How to recycle ammo. Uh, Then projects related to electricity, a DIY bicycle generator, how to build a Faraday cage. How to build a hydroelectric generator. How to charge your phone when there is no electricity. How to get power out of dead batteries. How to make your own solar panel system. How to make your own wind turbine. How to protect your house using an EMP shield. What? How to turn... From hams. That's how you protect it from hams. (laughs) You got hams bothering you? (laughs) What up an EMP shield? That'll keep them and Tony Stark off your property. (laughs) How to turn a car CB radio into a powerful transmitter. How to use a ham radio in a bucket. Get yourself a Motormouth Mall. Wow. Motormouth Mall. (laughs) Project you you can make to keep intruders off your property. Backyard lights with sensors that turn on automatically when someone walks on your property. <laughs> Backlight. Also, Backyard lights with sensors that shoot guns. <laughs> also known as offensive lights. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This, there's a, a chapter in the book for offensive lighting. Uh, backyard traps against property intruders. <laughs> That's so awesome. DIY razor wire, spike traps, lights and cameras. That's I'm getting a little bit more into detail there. How yeah. to build a tripwire alarm. Mm -hmm. then the next one is projects on food uh bean and rice survival soup canning amish poor man steak how to dry meat and turn it into powder how to make 2400 calorie emergency ration bars designed to feed you for a full day how to make dandelion bread how to make hardtack how to make lard how to make pemmican, how to preserve eggs. Oh. And meal in a bag, hamburger gravy and mashed potatoes. Wow. That's very cool. Projects on traps you can make for animals and birds. I'm just going to go through the rest of this, uh, just the highlights instead okay. of the individual projects. Um, other projects to do in your backyard, including a DIY air conditioner. And then, oh, DIY charcoal briquettes. Man, this is... So there's a there's an <laughs> this interesting is a wealth of knowledge. There's an interesting point here that we have brought up on other podcasts where, you know, this is you, just going to be every week's preparedness corner. We're, <laughs> we're just going to steal your content and put it on our <laughs> podcast. So we've said this before, 
But you know, YouTube has probably a video for every one of these things, right? Of course. Right, but what but, happens when there's no electricity? I mean, you, you, you got, you I got, got the you point. There. You got, yeah, you got I got me. you there. Nice uh, spike that I set you up for. <laughs> if if you actually are in need of something like this, it is doubtful that you can remember all the details of things you need from a YouTube video you watched. So having it in a nice, you know, book. This is literally a book every prepper needs. Like literally. Yeah, like literally. Some things you may know already. Yeah. But I bet there are certain percentages and weights and measurements that you mm -hmm. don't remember, particularly if you're trying to make gunpowder. Right. That's, you know, not smokeless. I think you said black powder, but still, regardless, you're, there's still a balancing act that has to go into the um, the ingredients you put in it. So, yeah, I love it. It's great. But, you know, on top of like uses for preppers, mm -hmm. this is like a great book for environmentalists. Sure. Reuse things you have. Right. Or just things you can get for free. Uh, projects on seeds, herbs, and natural remedies. That's a really big uh, piece here. Mm -hmm. And it really looks like it addresses a massive amount of just the typical ailments that you would experience. Yeah, right? the, whole, the, the remedy section is like really big on the book. You should see there's a, a DIY MRI machine. <laughs> pretty impressive this is uses how you a do lot of shopping carts <laughs> and and lots of magnets electromagnets so i would definitely say this is something that every home needs yeah especially if you are at all preparedness minded i agree a and a really good guide for things that you might just want to keep on hand mm -hmm. or build over the weekend there's a there's a smokehouse in here a diy smokehouse that's nice cool yeah. that great book I am I'm very impressed by the work you've done and thank and so you. easy to follow. Yeah, the the layout of it is fantastic. We'll probably snap a couple of pictures of it and put it in the show notes so people can see well, the actual the podcast channel. Uh sorry. Yeah. The not the show notes don't work that way. Folks, you got to go to the Discord if you want to see the images that we're talking about on these podcasts or the videos we link or anything like that. So, if you're curious in that, go join us over in the Discord. The link for that is in the show notes. Yeah. So that's how you can find it. Indeed. Mhm. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. We are now in the email correspondence tower. But today it is the physical mail and email correspondence tower. <laughs> so another physical email re physical email i don't know everything is attached it has an e on it in in my in my world i get an e or an i yeah really so we, i got a box here and this is this is just insane um i opened this thing up and the first thing i saw was an apache case staring out at me not a big case smaller case but still an apache case i'm like wow i got an apache case i can always use one of those all right <laughs> this this comes from William Rick, in parentheses, goes by Rick. Okay. Tinsley. Pickle Eight, Rick. That's, sure. <laughs> AD4SM. And he writes, hello, and jo hello Josh and Leia. Jeez. Love hey, the Rick. podcast. It is a massive, it is a massive plus that you both, you are both witty and engaging and neither has to carry the show. I do appreciate that. That because is... <laughs> Thank doing you. a pot i can do a live stream where there's things for me to like poke around with and people sure. go like oh you're too scatterbrained blah 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 
that's kind of how I am normally. Uh, okay, yeah. But if I'm just talking into a microphone, oh man, I can't. I can't, can't. just talk for an hour. <laughs> I can't. You provide. How could you do it for four hours? <laughs> no. You, I had a hard enough time just doing it on my own for like the 15 minutes I'm talking before having other people talk when I was in, uh, <laughs> at uh, Ham uh, Huntsville. You provide quality entertainment without a single speck of cringe I would have <gasps> otherwise anticipated in a spousal duo. That is so nice. That's high praise. Anyway, while listening one day, you were discussing some aspect of preparedness that included ammunition and pure grain alcohol. Yes. We it, like those things. Both those things are fine. <laughs> Good in preps. It occurred to me that I hadn't done anything lately to help support your endeavors to help create a world of licensed amateurs, so I thought I would send a preparedness kit your way. Keep it. Give it away. Give it to your kids. Whatever y'all from, from KY, that's where he's from, feel is best. Nice. You may remember me. I sent you a micro bit X once and a cricket QRP kit that you built during one show. I do. Thank you for that, by the way, Rick. I hope this current offering is... Man, I don't know why I'm getting... I had an easier time reading the handwritten note than the, than the typed up one that was printed. I don't know what's the problem. <laughs> I hope you find this offering acceptable. I told you when I called into the show initially that I'm a massive fan of the service you both provide and your endeavors to keep amateur radio growing oh, and keep it interesting. You. I'm quite grateful for your continued efforts. So in an attempt to contribute in some small way, I may periodically send something radio-centric to Cerritos. Tell me to stop if annoying. Nope, I appreciate it. And This um, is so nice. I believe Thank I you. gave away, I built the Cricket and the micro X was a part of a giveaway or parts of mm -hmm. it were. I had, I had one micro X. We moved things around a little bit, got it out the door. Again, thank you, Rick, for, for doing that. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> he starts to wrap up with, I am typing this at work on my employer's dime after a 12-hour shift. <laughs> I am a night shift psychiatric RN working in a military wow. psych and substance abuse unit. Wow. Well, thank you for your thank service. Thank you for everything you do, man. That's awesome. It is very satisfying work, can be, but can be a bit exhausting, particularly after 12 hours. Can you imagine staying on your toes like that, being right. ready, and then doing it for 12 hours? So please forgive any grammatical issues or glaring examples of poor sentence structure you may note. I am a horrible with grammar and horrible with sentence structure, so I just breeze right on by yes. and use my own Christopher Walken-esque punctuation to figure it out. So, <laughs> no problem. Thanks again, Bess73, Rick84SM. P.S. I initially planned to send a gem clear and a box of nine millimeter, but the authorities said, nope, land of the free my ass. So you have to send those by carrier pigeon. That's right. OK, so this Apache case, by the way, on top of the Apache case is a K6 ARK antenna kit. So I will hang nice. on to this and give it away at Hamvention for anybody that comes up. We'll figure out maybe it'll be drawing bow fangs. We haven't decided yet. That was a sure. pretty fun job. But maybe I'll buy more of these two and have them on hand. In this Apache case, I opened this thing up and I was just shocked. Okay. All right. So the Apache case is uh, one of the small. It's an 1800 for those that, that know Apache case sizes. So initially, I saw this little tiny microphone sticking out at me. And I was like, oh. That's like that uh, radio that Adam sent me to take mm. a look at. Mm -hmm. Next to it is a battery pack. Holds about six AA batteries. I was like, okay, cool. What's Very happen handy. What's happening? But then next to it, I pulled this out. Definitely radio. Definitely radio. 
What? So in my hand, I am holding a Rick U. Rick sent you a radio? This is a USDR, SDR transceiver, all band, all mode, eight band HF radio. Wow. And it's got like a dummy load on the back. I think so, yeah. This is really cool. And it's way smaller than I thought it was. It's like all SDR all the time right now. This is an SDR for sure. So it's so small. It is so generous. So generous, Rick, uh, for sending that. I, I thank, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. So now I've got like all kinds of ammo here to... Um, to do a bit of a review and comparison against, you know, the true SDX right. and a lot of the cheap QRP radios, because a lot of people, and you know, I should have, I should have saw this coming. Uh, you know, everybody loves the 705. Everybody wants a 705, but some people don't have even G90 type dollars to throw right. at HF. That's a $450 HF radio. Right. Right. Puts out 20 watts. It's very good, but very beginner. But now. The Baofeng occasion is happening on HF, which we've talked about on the podcast, but I believe this thing is um, sub $200. Wow. I think it's even north. It might just be north of I can't believe 100. how cheap radios have gotten. I mean, $200 is not cheap, but in, in comparison. In, in comparison, yeah. right? Eight, and now, I, I will be clear, um, this is probably not a, a fantastic performing radio, but I'm I'm thinking of just all kinds of vis video ideas on just kind of doing a shootout of which one is like the best. Yes. Like which one is the best for your dollar? There is nothing I love more than a shootout video. The best for like audio quality, power mm -hmm. consumption. Just do like a boom, like a big list. Yes. And then just give them all away. <laughs> because I mean, I, I don't need any more of these crazy tiny um, radios, but I, I just want to look it up now. On how much it costs. Let's see. I don't dread your giveaways at all because of shipping. No, that's <laughs> yeah, so I think this is it. Yeah, I, uh, this is close to it. So I'm going to guess, well, no, this is the USDX USDR. It's about $130 is what I'm seeing. This is smaller, the one that I, the one that he sent me, Rick sent me. Oh, I think this might be it. This is $132. But still. Almost. Yeah, this is it. $132. For, for a, an HF radio, you know, you'll probably have to throw a speaker mic on it or a speaker. It, it comes with a speaker mic. That's what that little tiny microphone is. So I, I have quite a number of inexpensive radios now that are all mode, right? You know, I got done doing, not done, but I've already done a couple of videos talking about CW only radios. Right. Mountain Toppers, KX1, just really, really good radios. Even the mountain toppers are three hundred and fifty dollars. That's and it just crazy. only does CW. Right. That's what it does. Bring right. your Morse code to the table because it comes in all colors, and that color is CW. That's, <laughs> that's the only color you get. So these are cool, and you know it, it's going to be. I, I already see myself dropping a lot of cash to make this uh, project happen, but I think it would be <laughs> fun to find like the best one. Right. Right. Like I think it would be really cool. So an actual, not like throwing up a picture and it's like, oh, this has more bullet points on the sales page <laughs> than, uh, than, you know, actually. They have a much better marketing team. Yeah. Look this at one, this copywriter. This one has an image of this gentleman sitting outside talking on it. 
Yes. But it's obviously stock footage because there's no antenna connected to the back of the radio that they photoshopped <laughs> onto the image. Marked down points. Right. And I've been doing all these like going to the park and playing around things. So I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to get I'm going to grab a couple more of these or, you know, I'll do a, I'll do some reviews of just one of them at a time. But I would like to see a shootout. So, Rick, you might have started a whole a whole new branching series here. So I, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, obviously spending the money and, and supporting the channel and supporting us here on the podcast and all that is just really appreciated. So thank, thank you, you for that. I really do appreciate it. Leah, yeah, do we have it. any voicemail? We do. Oh my goodness. It's just packed. <laughs> I forgot the reviews. We jumped right into the beer. Okay, I forgot go on we back got the... to the reviews. Uh, yeah, what the heck? Boy, I'm, I'm, we had all this physical mail and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go ahead and reread what I'm supposed to say at the beginning. Join the conversation by leaving a review on iTunes for the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast and or emailing us, which we're already in the email tower. This feels a little weird to say that, surrounded by all this cobblestone and spiral yeah. staircases, <laughs> at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. You know what confuses me mm. about the uh, moving staircases? Mm. The oh, from Harry Potter. The stonework in Hogwarts mm -hmm. is obviously aged, right? It's not new stonework. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there's not some magic that stops it from wearing down. Doesn't mean it can't. <clears throat> I think that's just their aesthetic, though. But the staircases moving mm -hmm. have to severely wear the stairs down. <laughs> Are they made of stone? How do we know that the undercarriage isn't metal? Uh, it doesn't matter. You can hear the uh, the rocks up against each other. Well, those got to be magical. Those are jinxed. I don't know. Okay. So this review comes from Moon Nerd. Nice. Inspiring. <laughs> That's the title. Yeah. Which is just Moon uh, Moon Nerd is Rob. Oh right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Inspiring. True confession. Before I found the Ham Radio Crash Course, I held an amateur extra license for over a year without ever having made a contact on the radio. Wow. Yeah. That happens to a lot of people. That's totally the thing that happens. I tried listening on my Baofeng, but the repeaters in my area are not very active, so I gave up. Then a year later, I decided to try again and looked up YouTube videos to make sure my radio was programmed correctly and found Josh. His enthusiasm caused me to, caused me to press on with radio. He does a good job of introducing his audience to countless aspects of the hobby and encouraging us to try new things. About a year and a half ago, I came across the podcast and have been hooked ever since. No matter how bad my day might be, I know I can listen in to HRCC and laugh with Josh and Leah. Aww. They have inspired me to join a local club, Yay! venture into HF, CW, digital, and even become a licensed volunteer examiner. So that's awesome. Those things would not have been would not have happened if it wasn't for Josh, Leah, and the amazing group of listeners who write in and share their experiences. That is true. Definitely. Literally the majority of the podcast is thanks to the people who right. email. <laughs> we should be good stewards of the equipment, experience, and interest we have in order to be prepared to serve our communities. So if you're like me and just sitting on your duff and need some motivation to get 
uh, to get that flywheel turning, give this podcast a try. It won't take long until you're hooked as well and hopefully progressing with the hobby. Well, thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. And we should just always read that right before we go to the email correspondence town. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit disjointed, but I think that fits perfectly. Rob, that's I a love, wonderful review. I love getting review. reviews, so but if you don't know, Rob is also an author. Yeah, yeah. And he is working on a book that I am very excited to uh, right. hear more about. Yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah, so it's just a day of uh, awesomeness so far. This is just so amazing. Loved. Uh, yeah, I seriously. So you guys loved. are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank so you. we do have a voicemail too. Leah, what's the voicemail phone number? Oh, you need that. Well, for everybody that didn't yeah. send a voicemail <laughs> this week that may want to send may get so upset after listening to me say something that has to pull over to the side of the road, can't email because they just can't hold their hands straight to type. <laughs> it just needs to, to to yell into the phone. So what's that phone number? Or they or they think my the inflection on me reading their email will not be sufficient to convey their... <laughs> or it's just tonally not what they were right. looking for. You, They could not convey the tone right. when, when you started reading it. Yeah. The number is 562-334-2389. Very good. All right. All right. We have one voicemail. And let's go ahead and play it. Hey, Josh and Leah. I'm just driving back from Marta Road headquarters, hanging out <laughs> with Josh all weekend at the Founders Club event. And I've been listening to crash course, and I just listened to you prepare this corner about security and email send Josh's tangent on the email crashing server that never ends, just like this voicemail. <laughs> I'm going to tag on to that. Another two people, two, two groups of people. The first is a tag on to the ones that are replying stop to everyone. It is the people who are feeling helpful and telling them how to set up rules to filter out all the emails. <laughs> yes. The third group of people, which the group I love and pretty much are a part of, after those groups, after the first group sends the email of telling you how to stop applying all or filter out all the emails, it says, in order to be removed off this email chain, put the word remove or delete into the subject line at the beginning, <laughs> Yes. and then um, you'll be removed off the chain. They just watch all the emails flood back oh in God. and start the crisis <laughs> over again. Like the whole thing I love all it. Over again. Yeah, so talk to y'all later. And remember, take radio. And to all my tankers out there, go forth and conquer. Go forth and conquer. Uh, it was a lot of fun to hang out with Frank. That was really cool. Frank, you were super clutch. He brought me a uh, Chick-fil-A meal when I realized that the whiskey drinking establishment had no food. It was in the middle of nowhere. They had whiskey. It felt very Wild West era, like area, like we got no food, we got, we got booze. So dinner is liquid today. Everything uh, is bigger in Texas except for food at the whiskey joint. Yeah. So, so Frank, you you were super clutch. You helped me out multiple times during the live stream. I really enjoyed hanging out with you. So, th so thanks again for for all your help. Thanks for that and uh, your voicemail. Yeah, I love uh, those are those are two good uh, <laughs> other groups of people that like to jump in onto the never ending. Email email cavalcade when when a list gets too big and everybody freaks out so okay that was the only voicemail so we're moving into just regular emails you know what's really hilarious mm. i'm starting to wonder if there are actually chinese manufacturers that are listening to the podcast mm. because last week somebody requested ft4 shorts mm -hmm. 
And then I got emails about custom print shorts from China. I'm sure that one of your devices is doing that. But it's it's from Echo Zhang. <laughs> this is an email? Yeah. It's an email, but I'd have to order a hundred pieces of shorts. <laughs> okay. We're we're not I don't <laughs> not good. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna do that. Uh this first email comes from Fox Hunting on the Cheap as a gateway drug. Mm. And this is from John. Hey guys, I really enjoy Fox Hunt and have recruited my teenage son in this as well recently. We call our team the Wave Runners. Merch idea. I would like Josh's suggestion on a low-cost two-meter HT or scanner or question mark so we can both independently search. My FT65R does the job, but I would like to expand my inventory so he has his own device. Unless Josh thinks I'm off base, I think I'm primarily looking for a device with a signal strength meter, not even audio. I have a web SDR and was thinking about cludging with it with a cell phone. Did you say cludging? Cludging. Cludging? Cludging? K-L-U-D-G-I-N. Cludging. Cludging it with a cell phone app. but I just cudgel what it. <laughs> Cudgeling it? I've never heard that word before. What, cudgel? A cudgel <clears throat> is, a, is a... Cludgel. Club. A cludgel. I know, I was just making that up. <laughs> okay. What I'm not saying you're wrong. I just suggestions? say... suggestions. Kludge. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you take a Baofeng and you hook it to an antenna and you use that. But it sounds like he's looking for a scanner, probably because he doesn't want to transmit. A strength meter. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's really going to depend on what you want to spend. There, I'll point you to a website. Go to a website. It's called Homing In. Homing In. Uh, let me look it up for you. Homing In is actually sourced. A fox hunting website? It is a fox hunting website. Radio Direction Finding, homingin.com. That's probably a pretty good uh, URL for that my, that guy. This is a wealth of information. There are kits. There's discussions on hardware. Local meetups are discussed. They're actually local. I think they're in Fullerton, this website. Mm-hmm. DFing is actually really popular out here, by the way. I honestly I keep think... keep not reminding, rem- remembering to tell you because we should go do that. But I honestly think that combining a fox hunt with a geocache... Mm-hmm is like literally the way to expand more people into ham radio. So just on this website, I went to projects. And if you go down a little bit, there is commercial RDF equipment. And they've got five different things here. And there are multiple links to different projects. A lot of people build their own stuff. It's something that I'm sure exists, but I can't put you directly on any one thing. Mm-hmm. You could definitely use a small, maybe like a seven-inch tablet mm-hmm. connected to a SDR and use that with the appropriate antenna. And and you could you could use that for DFing, which could be good because then you'd have the waterfall, which gives you a little bit more information on right. noticing where the actual signal dropout is. You still probably need an off uh, an offset attenuator to actually null to quiet your radio down to really focus on where the noise is coming from, particularly as you start getting in closer. But again, homingin.com is where you want to go. 
if you want any more of that information. It's, it's a really good resource, and I'd rather trust them than me just try and cook something up and tell you. Excellent. Plus, it's, it's actually really fun to poke through because it's, it's, it's one of those like very old-style websites, but there's a whole lot of like hidden what do you mean? information in there. Like The links are kind of wild. And there's stuff just <laughs> shoved in it in random hyperlinks. You get a lot out of it's poking like a around. GeoCities website. There is a Southern California ARDF mailing list, apparently, that we could join. You but, should join it right now. Okay, I'll join it right now. Go anyway. ahead. Don't turn it under my email. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's laid at <laughs> hamtastical.com. <laughs> so anyway, we will be, uh, we'll be doing that anyway. All right. So that, that's what I would recommend. All right. Well, John, uh, John signs off. Join. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Sorry, John. Thanks for sharing your years of knowledge. I continue to learn from your fire hydrant of wisdom. Whoa. 73KC3JKZ. Thank you very much. We should remind everybody, if they want to email us, Leah at hamtactical.com. Send us your ham radio ideas, thoughts, comments, your journey through ham radio, your questions, of course, ideas for the preparedness corner, if you want to talk about something. And if you have a merch idea... We run hamtactical.com. It helps support the podcast and the YouTube channel with different shirts ideas and fun stuff that we've cooked up, including coffee. You can still get some Give It The Beans coffee. We're, again, down to the last little bit of our last box, so there's not much left of that. But if we make a merch based off of your ideas, we will send you one for free. So thank you, everybody. All right. The next email is titled, Quick Hello and a Question, and this is from Casey. Leah and Josh went on a short hiatus from operating for about nine months due to the birth of a new child, new job, etc. Congratulations on the new child and new job. No excuses, <laughs> but also congratulations. <laughs> but I recently purchased a BCB filter to complement the G90 and the MCOM2 giveaway antenna. The difference it made was astounding, almost like I got a completely new radio. Opened up 40 meters and 80 meters 24-7 for me. Wow. We have an AM station, 850-KOA, 10 miles from me, nicknamed the Blowtorch of the West, which outputs... 50,000 watts day and night. Mm -hmm. The G90 front end would spill over terribly on 80 meters. Much better now. I also just received a digital WAS award, WAS award, with this setup. Took way too long, but feel that this is, uh, that is how hobbies work for most. You get something new and suddenly you're back at it again, right where you left off. Wyoming and Hawaii were the most difficult for me to contact. Oh, digital worked all states. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I, what, did he, what did he call it? A BCB? Uh, BCB filter. Okay. I, I've heard it under different names. And when he explained it, I knew what he meant. I know it as broadcast band filter. Sure. Being that we live next to KFI, the transmitter site is three miles from our home. Is it? Mm -hmm. That's why it's always so clear. Yeah, because it's like we're literally being radiated by it. I feel like I have so much watts. news in me right now. Yeah, we, that's why we don't have to read any news <laughs> or watch any news. 50,000 watts is that transmitter. Wow. So you can buy filters. They're called you know broadcast band filters i have one of them from the morgan systems company not cheap it's uh 90 and good stuff though 
uh, I would recommend it. And on a radio like the G90 that has like no filtering, if you are in close to a broadcast station, you, you might very much want to put it on your radio. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the recommendation, Casey. I like all modes, Casey continues. Give me all of them. However, I so far have settled on JS8 call as my preferred method, especially with a G90 and running field ops. I have used single sideband and wing link for Aries nets and exercises as well. Now to my question. Could you give a high level 30,000 foot view of other keyboard to keyboard modes that you have used and like? I also wouldn't mind hearing uh, of any you really disliked and why. This subject <laughs> briefly came up a couple of podcasts ago while talking about Vara chat, but I would like to hear a little more of your take on things. All right. So the, the mode of operation I, I don't like. <clears throat> And the, the software that I used in, in one of the recent live streams is, is much better. I just didn't have much success with it. Is ALE, automatic link establishment, which is really not ALE's fault, but there is a text kind of chat uh, mode in there. Not bad, but um, it's still cobbled together with ALE, so it's, it's not fantastic. If you have the right equipment for ALE, ALE's cool. I'll just leave it at that. All right. So digital text chat type things that I have used. In, in no particular order, actually, I'll start with the VHF, UHF side and then work to HF. Packet radio. Packet radio is still a lot of fun, still a thing. If you have the wherewithal to, to go buy yourself a proper TNC that has a PBBS in it, which is a personal bullet board system, it's basically a little email box mm -hmm. that you can have on someone else's radio or have is your that, own mm -hmm. radio. Like I know what you're talking about. I don't. I'm talking to the <laughs> podcast listener. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, you do. It's a BBS. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. They work great. And you can put them into what's like called quote unquote simplex mode. And you can just be on the same frequency just typing. And it is literally just transmitting what you're typing. So if someone's typing when you're typing, you're just typing over them. It is pretty fun. Packet radio is cool. And also with a with a TNC, you can dip into a PRS and all that other fun stuff. The one thing that, uh, you know, I did a live stream on this, so you can go look this up on my channel. Look up D-Rats, Delta Romeo Alpha Tango Sierra D-Rats. It is, uh, it's it's D and then the star backwards. It's it's just D-Rats. It works off of the D-Star system. No, it's D-Star is the ICOM radio digital mode, but they took the star and reversed it. D-Rats. Rats. Okay. <laughs> so DRATS is another uh, text, chat, email system. It's actually will do file transfer as well. So it's very powerful because it's using DSTAR and uh, broadbanded transmission, the larger size of what we can do at the higher frequencies. Pretty cool as well. I've played around with that. All right. So dipping into HF, and we're talking keyboard to keyboard, there's obviously PSK31 and the myriad of other modes that you can get out of. Why am I blanking on that? Hold on. Of course, everybody's screaming at the... the now everybody's pulling off the, the side of the road to, to voice right now. <laughs> FL Digi, of course. I haven't FL used FL Digi in a long time. I, I've literally probably used that software. FL Digi. Not, not more than I've used WSJTX, but... A lot because I was doing 
digital modes before FT8 came around. Wow, you're such a hipster. Yeah, I was doing it before. It was cool. <laughs> FL Digi has all kinds of data modes in it that you can play around with. Some are really cool, like Olivia. Some I don't really use, like Throb. Throb. What's that? Just Throb. Like, but on your radio. Oh, that sounds questionable. <laughs> no, it's, it's not like that. Uh, you know, PSK31 is great. The other one is is Riddy. Riddy's fantastic. It, it's very simple. It's just screaming data at everybody. And if you're transmitting when they're transmitting, game over. You, you're not going to be able to, you know, make the contact or whatever. Uh, that's... There, there's varying degrees of digital modes. A lot of digital modes have no forward correction. They're just blasting out data. And, and if you're listening, you heard it. If you're not, or if there's a louder station, you heard the louder station. And you got probably screwed up characters along the line from somebody else that may be on top of them. Collisions, as they're, as they're called. And then, of course, you have JSA Call. JSA Call is um, it's good, but it's not high-speed, low-drag. It is actually quite normal speed and a lot of drag actually because <laughs> you're 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 saddled to ft8 as the mode that it's built off of which is good because it gives you that error correcting and it, it can listen down further than the noise but it's not very fast at getting data piped across you can still do text chat you can still send messages and you can actually relay messages through other stations that's a lot of fun but it's it's definitely not like the it, it's probably my favorite for what it can do, but it's not necessarily the best at it. Well, that's pretty good because it's built on <laughs> uh, I'm of many minds on this topic. I, to, to be honest, it, it's, it's something that, you know, that is one thing that I wish ham radio was a bit different on. There are so many contacts that are done with FT8, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now I'm sounding like an OM. Like, I, I wish everybody was on single sideband where they should be or Morse code. Now I'm sounding like, I wish people were using PSK31 like we did back in the 90s or the early 2000s or whatever. It, it's Everybody's so stuck on the making the contacts for FT8. They're so not really interested in having a chat. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. PSK31, I remember having pretty good contacts on PSK31. And it was kind of cool because way PSK31 works is it had macros. Mm -hmm. So you could pre-can a lot of messages. Oh. And so you would... That's you really could, great you could, for a conversation. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> you knew pretty quick if somebody was just looking to have a... have a make a quick QSO and get on their way because they started just giving you the the wow finger roll through AS, you know, <laughs> WASD of, you know, this is my station, this is my blah, this is my blah, and 7-3, I'm out. Yeah. Or they started actually just typing stuff out at you and you could kind of see it. And then you could actually just, you know, boom, 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 chat back and forth, whatever. Mm -hmm. PSK31 is pretty good for that. It's still pretty good. It's still probably one of the better ones for just having a having a chat on on text. Very, very AOL of, of it. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that wanted to know what that felt like. Uh, <laughs> JSA call, though, feels a little bit slower than that. It's because aim. Because it's 15 seconds per transmission, and you probably get like three words every three seconds. <laughs> so it's slow. It's pretty slow. Um, yeah. So it's not like... 
you get where I'm going with this, yeah. right? It's, <laughs> it's literally uh, as as the boys were when I was growing up on our 36.6 modem, not even 56k modems, <laughs> and we'd click a, a maybe questionable image, and we slowly waited it for it to print across the screen on the. Uh, the anticipation. I think I've got a boob. <laughs> and it was a, you know, a, a, a what was it? A bitmap image. So it was, it was some high quality that we were downloading uh, back in the high early nineties. Very high def. Yeah, all of sixteen colors. You know, when we when we really started getting going. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I don't know how we got to there, but. <laughs> Well, Casey, I hope that answers your questions. Casey signs off. Thanks again for all you two do. 7-3, Casey, K-F-0-A-A-C. Thank you, Casey. I actually have a question. So the other day I had the ID-52 on. Mm-hmm. And did you turn it I off or had... did you just let it die? I turned it off. Okay. And I kind of let it scan, mm-hmm. right? And it, then... It does that, yes. It would... And then I had it stop. But, you know, you can do... Um, you can listen while you're scanning. Yeah, I usually have two meter simplex on the lower frequency. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get back to two meter simplex. <laughs> Probably should have had to do that. So then I overheard these two people talking, right? On two meter simplex. I know. I think it was on a repeater. Okay. Because then... we got like one guy. Uh, well, there's a couple of people that you'll hear talk out here on two meter simplex. But if you could hear it in our home with the stock antenna, I would be like. That guy you can definitely hear, but everyone else, you would just hear him. You wouldn't be able to hear anyone else. Why is he next door? (laughs) Yeah, he's on the other side of Cerritos. And he's got a a lot of power and a pretty nice antenna. So so I'm listening and I'm like messing around with these buttons on the radio, (laughs) trying to figure out like how (laughs) if I could like talk. Yeah. Right. uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's what the radio is for. And then GT's on the side. What do you mean? No, I know. But I. But he was in the middle of a conversation. There were two people talking. Mm-hmm. And then the guy starts asking him a question about whether or not he has this like feature on his radio mm-hmm. because he could hear it beeping. <laughs> and then I got really worried that it was me. <laughs> so the guy is like telling him about a feature on his radio. And the other guy has no idea either. He's obviously new to the scene. Right, right. right. And he was like, oh, I didn't know my radio did that <laughs> or something like that. Am I the beep? (laughs) Am I the lid? (laughs) So there are there are beeps. Yeah, you absolutely can do beeps. And um, so what we use? I mean, I was making the radio beep (laughs) by hitting buttons. Right, right, right. right. But I didn't hit the PTT or anything. No. Yeah. Okay. So so generally, the what you're maybe alluding to. So a repeater is is it's got brains in it. That's yes. the easiest way to explain it. And you're not really hanging out at the repeater site. Like the owner doesn't hang out there. Like, sure. I'm going to be here for six hours. So you guys get on the repeater. No, of course he's in his home. But what if he needs to like remotely shut the repeater off? Mm-hmm. Well, the repeater will accept tones and passwords mm-hmm. via the tones to shut the repeater off if, if, they, if the owner needs to do that. And the way they generally do that is they hold the PTT button down Mm -hmm. and then they'll send a character string via the number pad Mm -hmm. and it will initiate something on the repeater to happen. Those are called DTMF tones. 
Okay. On the icon, because it doesn't have a character pad and it doesn't have a touchscreen, you can still build up a DTMF string. You just have to use the dial and some of the buttons to type through the uh, the alphabet to do it. I definitely turn the dial. <laughs> no, it's fine. You didn't. You didn't DTMF tone. You literally have to go to a special <laughs> setting that says "Send DTMF message" and then type the whole thing out and click send, and it goes. I did go through a lot of menu things that I didn't know what they did. <laughs> That's half the fun of hammering. <laughs> and then when you screw up badly, you're like, "Well, I, uh, <laughs> turn it off now." <laughs> where's the Where's the factory reset? I, tur- I turned it off and on again. <laughs> it didn't get me back to two meter simplex. <laughs> No, that's just the button in the front that says dual. You just click yeah. dual, dual screen, dual channel. I had it on dual. And then no, at you one just point, click it once and it goes up and down. It goes boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That's all you have to do. But two meter simplex disappeared because I think I scanned. <laughs> uh, probably because you held down dual. If you hold down dual, then it will go to one. And if you hold down dual again, it'll split it back to two. No, it was still in two screens. <laughs> Where is the but radio? That, it's in here. Where is it's, it? Uh, it's behind the box over there. Well, you keep talking. Let me let me see what you've done here. All right. I don't know how to fix it. It's just beeping. <laughs> oh, yeah. You really did some things. I really screwed the pooch on this one. You got the waterfall on the upper one. It's not in digital mode anymore. The bottom one is also scanning on two <laughs> meters. Scanning. You're scanning they all the all bands. Scanning. Like, you, can I be scanning any more bands right now? And it's not even on the memory channels. It's just scanning all the frequencies. Yeah. Like, just whatever. We're good. Pretty, pretty. You, you borked it. Uh, pretty yeah. good. So the the MR button is is memory. So yeah. if you click memory, it just brings you right back to two, the two meter simplex frequency. Okay. And then I'll click dual. Uh, switched it so the, yeah. the one that's primary goes to the top. You've got this on the waterfall with a bunch <laughs> of other stuff going. So if you hold down the DR button, it goes back to digital. So that's that's oh. it. So you're good. All right. Yeah. I really like the scope. <laughs> I well, you figured out how to turn that on, which is pretty impressive. So good for you. I I'm glad the uh, the ham tradition of never reading the manual is something that you. <laughs> It's you not didn't like, give me the manual. We, it, they're all online. You could just say this radio manual. And uh, if you thought I needed the manual, you would have given it to me. That is, that is what every ham. That is, you, you've got you, you, you have, you've never said more to I'm, me that you I'm, are a ham radio I'm, operator than you have at this moment. I'm thoroughly hamified. You're, you've told me everything I need to know. I, I was smite. right. I was right in this decision to make this podcast and long con you into getting the license. <laughs> I feel completely justified in my actions that got us here. <laughs> the Stockholm syndroming of ham radio that I've done to you. So, so I wasn't the beeps. <laughs> I wasn't inter- because the guy, you were not even, the guy on unless, the other side. Unless you were just, because again, you were scanning on every channel. Yes. On both <laughs> two meters and 70 centimeters. Yes. So if you were the beeps while scanning, you were beeping on everybody <laughs> while scanning around just constantly. So, the, hey, who knows? The, no, you were not. The guy, though, was so confused. He was like, he was like I, I don't know that my radio does that. And then the guy was trying to explain it to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, do you have like this button or something like that? <laughs> And the guy's like, yeah, I've got that button. <laughs> I don't know what it does, though. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just going to I'm going to go. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put the radio down and leave. 
<laughs> They'll never be able to track me down now. They'll never know it was me. They'll never know. <laughs> All right. The next email is titled, Can Full of Fang. Can Full of Fang. Okay. This is like tack back. <laughs> this is from bacon? Alex. In response to help out on the idea y'all read last week about the ammo full of bow fangs, Josh wanted a tagline. Ammo can. Either of these could work, I'd imagine. When the shiz hits the fan, break out the can. <laughs> That's Or, you know it's hit the fan when you see the can. That's That's not bad. That's actually pretty, I like that. And it's and it's again it's the ammo can that's opened up and just a bunch of bow fangs are coming out of it. Right. They're just right. stuffed to the gills. Yes, yes. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got to go back to my merch ideas. 73 Alex from Alaska. What was it? You know <laughs> You know it's hit the fan when you see the can. <laughs> uh, okay. So like Alex it. does continue. And uh, it says that I don't need to read this part on the podcast, but I'm going to. Okay. Because you didn't tell me not to. Yeah. Everybody, you, you have to be very literal with us. We are very <laughs> literal people. If you don't want something read, you put it at the top, possibly even the subject line. Preferred. <laughs> and you are very explicit with your instructions. Otherwise, we will squirrel our way into something that you probably don't want us to or intended. But it just said, I don't need to. Right, I understand. Which sounds like I have the option to. Right. If I wanted to. And I really want to talk about this. Oh, okay. Yes. There you go. Eskimo ice cream depends. So last week we talked about... Alaskan food. I don't want you to read this. Okay. We're done. Eskimo ice cream depends <laughs> where, you, where you are, uh, how they spell it, called um, agudak. It's not terribly sweet, and it sounds like you don't like sweet anyhow. It has white finish, uh, fish in it normally with berries and some kind of fat binder. Eskimo ice cream. White fish? It's got fish yes. in it? Mm-hmm. It's just ice, fat, and berries? Yes. And I do want to try this because I have already seen this before. This is something that would be good in the think, Flanders home. I think I saw it I on like TikTok. Ice milk. I think I saw it on TikTok. So of course you yeah. do. Uh, dried salmon. Yes, delicious. In the ice cream? Her- no, it's different uh, things, different foods. This is like a topping? What? You the go to the Eskimo salmon? Baskin Robbins and, and one of the many toppings you have is, is dried salmon that you can put on your... No. I think, I mean, Eskimo ice cream is actually... Uh, somewhat sweet, just not too sweet. And I like that. I like things that are not but too sweet. But also fishy. I also like fish and berries. It's all going to work. As as someone, I know you. You, It is true. You like not too sweet, but you absolutely don't like sweet and savory together. <sighs> pineapple pizzas. <Ugh. laughs> I love pineapple. Like, like pizza. most Korean baked goods, like, have a sweetness to yeah, them why that do they you do that? just can't get around. Like, you can't hang with it. Yeah. I don't know why a ham and cheese croissant needs to be sweet at all. Well. It's unnecessary. I'm just saying. Uh, the the list that Alex provided of, uh, of delicious Alaskan foods mm-hmm. continues. Uh, it, and really, it's um, like... Is the right term Eskimo or is it Inuit? Inuit. Uh, dried salmon. Or I just go native person most of the time. Um, herring eggs. Taste isn't bad. I can't do the texture. I, Again, I is this love an ice herring cream? eggs. 
No, this is a list of foods. Of oh, these are just foods. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. Muktuk is whale blubber I've with heard of small this. bits of meat, super chewy, but not bad. I would definitely try that. Mm-hmm. Seal, I would try all of this. Yeah, seal soup. There are small nuts and roots that get put into uh, get put in called moose food along with meat from the seal. My kids, I bet seal soup's delicious. Dried herring and seal oil if you have a strong stomach, but the smell of seal oil gets to me. I don't even know what seal oil smells like. What's that uh, milky um, sauce that they use at for uh, Vietnamese food? The milky fish sauce? The nook mom that's like milky? What? I, what did we have? It It was like with the the catfish when we went to the Seven courses of beef, but we only got the catfish. This yeah. is a long time ago. Like the, it's like either a oh, is it the fermented fish paste? But it's it's more soft. It's more like liquidy than paste. It's not that thick. It's kind of it's like watered side. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Is that what it is? Fermented fish paste. I yeah, think. that was or uh, shrimp paste. Oh, that's what it is. Is shrimp paste? I think so. What yeah. do they call it? I don't know. Okay. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know some people feel bad about seal and whale. Just know how they are used. I mean, all of its bones, organs, eyes and all, skin, meat. My father-in-law makes harpoons and they go out in little open top 14 foot boats chasing whales and seals and walruses, weaving in and out of the ice flow and shoot them, then harpoon them by hand. So nothing industrial like you see on TV of people clubbing them or using cannons on boats to drag them in. Again, good when, point there. Industrial. Yes. They're, they're talking about clubbing seals was something that was done for industry to get right. the seal pelts, mm-hmm. the white furred seal pelt. Right. You're talking about people who are going and, you know, they're catching. They're just they're, catching they're enough harvesting for them to a seal use. And they're using all, all of it. Of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when a whale is harvested, uh, a rare occasion where my wife is from, normally whales are more north. It's a whole village affair, and they have parties butchering and dividing the animal. Wow, that's cool. I I have so much respect for customs like this. Oh, yeah. And it actually, it really bothers me when people try to, like, apply what's happened industrially to practices that are actually very deeply ingrained culturally. Yeah, yes, yes. It's so insensitive and just unconscious. It's just naive of culture. Right? Yeah. Is really what it is. Yeah. It's taking something bad and glomming it onto native people who are like, hey man, we were here before you and it just was totally do it our thing. fine until somebody we, else came along and effed it up. We were living sustainably with nature that <laughs> Everybody started clubbing the young seals for their for their belts. And I think people like really forget though that I, Don't get me wrong, I'm sure they clubbed a young seal, you know, occasionally for whatever reason. I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm just saying, you know, just put not this into in perspective mass. in mass industrially. When we imply right. indu- industry, we mean like harvesting it to the point that they become endangered in that area. It's um f- for me I think people really forget that we are a part of the food chain, Mm -hmm. right? And if we lived so that we were living sustainably, eating like what we killed 
or I, I guess in a modern sense, like in a sub in a suburban situation, mm-hmm. you're you know you reduce your meat consumption, you grow your own vegetables right? as much as you yeah. can. Right, right. Um, that a lot of this waste that we have because we've industrialized in the food chain is as a result of not knowing how much the demand is. If you live off the land, you are your demand is what you're using, right? Well, yeah, but then, then there's also a requirement of space to be able to actually have enough food for a human or a number of humans. Sure. Right? It's it's not like you're not doing that in most suburbs. Right, right, right. right. I mean, I appreciate everybody who, you know, turns their front yard into a, you know, an orchard or whatever. Yes. Yes. But you're not feeding a family of four on that every day. You know what I really love is if every tree in our parkway was like a different fruit tree. Instead of these crazy old growth oaks, oaks that they decided yeah, to put into the like easement. Insane. So the, uh, what I'm well, they calling require the parkway a lot of water, though. is That's like the, the green belt, like the, the, the easement. Yeah. The easeway, easement, whatever yeah, they it's, call it's that. Yeah, it's the patch of grass that is between the street the curb and the, and the sidewalk. Right. And Cerritos is a tree city, so there is a tree for every house. Not ours, because ours fell onto our Yes, house. because... Ours was marked for death by trees. <laughs> so the trees have decided we... Because they knew in the future right. they would be riddled with antennas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting burned by your RF. I'm not <laughs> dying a slow, tortured death by your <laughs> your shackles of RF that you put on me. So <coughs> the city 50 years ago planted all of these massive, well, I mean, at the time they weren't massive. They were pine trees, though. <laughs> they were they're cute not, back then. They're not, they were like baby gators of trees. <laughs> these are trees that belong in forests, not near water lines and sewer lines. <laughs> they're like literally old growth trees. Like they, yes. they will outlive everyone, like given enough time. And people go to city council meetings to demand the trees in front of their houses be removed mm-hmm. because it's either lifting sidewalks or it's broken water pipes yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Or it's killed their cousin. But I would literally... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I would literally much rather have a dwarf fruit tree in front of every house, but a different variety so that everybody can just swap produce. It's not sustainable, though, because the water requirement. Those trees require a lot more water. Mm? Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. A lot I mean, more water, would, but getting food most from of it. those Most of those green patches don't get good irrigation. Uh, that's okay. I no, mean, it's not okay, because how are you going to... Then the people will be going and yelling and screaming at the council that they need to have a water truck go around and water all the trees. No, you can get drought tolerant fruit trees. You can. Yeah. What I mean, what is that? The, What's wild is like there's somebody over here has a low tree. The hard tree. melon? Loquat trees, guava trees, very little water needed. Impossible. Those are those are equatorial trees that live L- in tropical there environments. There are literally two trees on our street not that are not irrigated. I, I don't I don't believe that. They're There's not. No that dirt is so dry over there. That's, <laughs> and the low pots are so delicious. <laughs> okay. Ir- proper irrigation for trees actually doesn't have the water on the surface, as you know. Right, right, right. right. It's, a, it's a deep soak that the trees really want. Absolutely. And those, these are tropical trees. They have to have a lot of water. I don't know if that's true. Okay. 
Okay. Because literally one of our properties. Literally going into territories. We're all saying literally now. We know it's getting good, (laughs) this disagreement. There's a guava tree growing at one of our properties. That land's not irrigated at all. I. Oh, yeah? Did you you you. go poke around the the side yard just to check out what their sprinkler valves look like? No, on one of the properties in for the the stuff that I manage, it has, I know that there's no water going there because I shut the water off because there was a leak in the line. I I used a hatchet and I cut all the pipes? (laughs) No, but I know for a fact that that line is shut off because I had someone do it. Does the grass get watered near it? No, everything else is dead around the guava tree. <laughs> there is no wow. water there. Okay. So there you go. When did cool. you cut the water? Uh, four years ago. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm running out of uh-huh. arguments. Yes. Okay. Your arguments are dead. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I don't doubt that there are drought tolerant fruit plants. Fruit, fruit plant. I want a fruit plant, please. One fruit plant. Give me your best drought-tolerant fruit plant, please. I mean, uh, like... That, that would work in this case. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. I, I think the old growth idea that we did, bad idea. Unless, which was my plan that I went to council with during my free time, my, my crazy person time. <laughs> like, uh, th- we're, uh, we're, we're already a national tree city, but have you ever thought of being a national treehouse city? <laughs> and also... The largest population of humans wearing Ewok costumes. <laughs> I am going to be Tuck Tuck. <laughs> so, and I will wear a seal pelt on my head. But you got to use every part. The industry. Yeah. <laughs> the Ewok industry. That brings me to my second point. In the, this, this, is this is my time. This point? is my time, council person. Thank you. This is my time. This is my time. Light's still green. I also propose. Nobody's ever stopped me from going over. I know. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I also propose in the industry area of our tree city, tree industry. That's you know that's you know there's a lot of empty businesses over in our industrial no, you, you park area. You don't understand. We no, should no, no. definitely turn one of those locations into a logging factory. You you you, you must understand me. I guess you can't completely. log in a factory. Council person again. My time. I do not yield to the council with my time. I want to put. You're the, a criminal anyway. I want to put the industry in the trees. <laughs> Tree industry, not destroy the trees. You completely misunderstood my point. No, we already have an area zone for Keebler elves. Okay? No, that's that is our tree industry. That is where our city's cooking. But again, come from. this is now going to be a treehouse town with Ewok people. We are. It's going to be really hot. In the born summer. enemies to the elves. <laughs> Ewoks are so much bigger than elves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Considering so much bigger in this case is probably a relative discussion. Twice as big? Probably. Three times. I mean, Tuck Tuck. Easily. Me. Again, I am Tuck Tuck. <laughs> Three times bigger than the largest elf. I will kick him. Who will make the cookies? <laughs> 
Well, we have to employ the elves. They will work in the tree industry. <laughs> but they already have a tree industry. No. I, We're not going to get the government involved in private industry. They have a cottage industry of cookie <laughs> manufacture. One they tree. They trees, not cottages. No, their, their machinery is in the tree. They yes. think so small. I believe industry spans the trees. Okay. Tree industry. So you can use the outside of the trees while the elves use the inside of the trees. This actually sounds like a private matter, though, and we do. I oh. see my time is up. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will go wait in the parking lot for you and then verbally assault you. Thank you. <laughs> a yield. I wait. I have no. Uh, bye bye. Bye. I'll be back again. I will return. <laughs> I did consider getting like a fig tree because I was like, oh, that'll really take care of the wasp. That'll really bring the hornets. <laughs> that'll take care of the wasp problem. <laughs> but then, it doesn't work that way. But then I realized that the figs actually it's have a to special type of wasp. Yes. The wasp. And it's a special type of wasps. It's a- <laughs> It's not like some just yellow jacket that just climbs up in there. Really? No, it's a special type of wasp. I don't know that that's true. I think okay. it's like any wasp. Any wasp, anytime. any time. Figs are just down. Yeah. They're just down. <laughs> Come and get me. I ate you. <laughs> it was a trick. I'm a fig. <laughs> Look at me. There's meat inside. <laughs> There's no meat. Now you have been consumed into my fruity flesh. <laughs> so gross. Not, not all figs are like that. <laughs> Again, thank you, Lance. Not, not all figs. Not all figs. Hashtag not all figs. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Alex. <laughs> For your... I don't even know where Alex is. Sorry, Alex. I don't even know what happened. The next email is called non-poda. The next email is called. <laughs> Non-poda poda activities. Okay. Good. So here, here's, a non, to poda. Here's, here's a non-poda poda activity. You go to a park that's not a poda, and you play ham radio. It's a non-poda. Non-poda activity. This is from Derek. Okay. Hello, Hamily. I was listening to the most recent podcast on a Bluetooth tape deck adapter. Nice. story. In my new-to-me Podamobile, first Poda activation pick included, and Leia requested suggestions for things to do during Poda not radio-related. My wife fully supports my Poda hobby, but has declared that it's my hobby, not hers, so she has made a few interests of her own that are adjacent to park activities. I realize these might not work in Cali for you guys, but it may, uh, uh, maybe can be useful to give ideas to someone. Target practice. (laughs) Seal clubbing. (laughs) (laughs) They just want to dance. They just want to dance, man. One, she bought a metal detector to use. We already have one. I could be detecting metal. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing about detecting metal, though. You really need to be near the playgrounds. That's, and you I don't mean, always the... set up your your ham stuff by a playground, right? <laughs> but yes, uh, she bought a metal detector to use while I'm activating now treasures. Yet has found ferrous and um, non-ferrous materials. Now I get to build a Geiger counter kit because Idaho has a lot of uranium. <laughs> Oh, fun. 
<laughs> dig that up. So interestingly, this was the flip side of our hobby. Josh used to be into metal detecting and prospecting. Mm-hmm. And I would run. So we would go to the beach because I think I was training for like a turkey run or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was along the beach. So we would go to the beach so I could get used to running on the sand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Josh would metal detect. But there was so much iron. (laughs) It's just all black sand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the beach that I was going to run at. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just not the best. That also cost a lot of money. Yeah. Because uh, there was a metal detecting store, like. Right next to HRO. Literally right down the street from HRO. Yeah. <laughs> and I would go there and be like, uh, what do I need for the beach? And they're like, oh, probably this. I'm like, it's old. <laughs> At least you never got cute. into so uh, beach fishing. <laughs> no, the it, it, we really would have gotten in trouble if I really got into metal detecting on wet sand. That requires a like pulse induction machine mm. which those are those are continue to be and were very expensive i did get some jewelry out of your uh yeah i found rings bracelets yeah. um gold mm-hmm. you name it now the only thing you really use it for is when somebody has lost something mm-hmm. and they're like oh josh probably has a metal detector <laughs> Josh is a huge nerd go find him <laughs> hey leah um you know what any chance josh has a metal detector yeah yeah yes yeah. It's always really fun when the nerddom rolls right around into breaking and entering. <laughs> when they're like, I locked myself out. Could Josh get me in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send him over. Don't call the cops. <laughs> yeah. You asked for that. Can you tell me on video you're saying to get into your home? Yes. Yes. Okay. Two, fly fishing or just fishing. Yeah. This Could is- you imagine Leia with a fly fishing rod? I'd be so good at it. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'd be so good at it. It's just like just fast as well. I think we did that. I literally remember having the fly rod in the front yard, and we had like a dummy weight on the end, and you were just like whacking it. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. So bad. You literally before our tree fell down, you got it in that tree. That's why the tree fell over. It's like this is the future. This is my life. (laughs) I am not a lake. I'm not a fish. Yeah. <laughs> this is a hobby we both love, but if she's doing good and I'm not, I'll throw an antenna up and make an activation while she continues to outfish me. Nice. That's, that's I, I do love fly fishing, though. I do have a deep love for fly fishing. I actually have a backpacking ten, tenkata rod. I have multiple fly rods, too. But In June, we're actually going out to a lake that's big for fly fishing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll drag some stuff out. Absolutely, you will. I might buy a minivan before that, though. What? Yeah. Buy? Mm-hmm. Wow. Big talk. I think a lot coming on the podcast. I think it's time for a minivan. I've been shopping. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. This I'm a- just going to give in to the Honda Odyssey. Uh, I got to have a vacuum in my van. I've got to go. World. I've got to go to the meetups. <laughs> the- also known as the park. Yeah. And I got <laughs> to go to my the uh, other Honda Odyssey. <laughs> my coffee and Odyssey uh, meetup. Sometimes I bring donuts. <laughs> sure, sure. Sometimes I bring Korean pastries that I don't enjoy. <laughs> I just don't know why the curry croquette has to be sweet. It's not, is it? It is. Oh, that's like one of my favorites. The coating. Also, Korean corn dogs. 
they dust it with Why? sugar. Why? Can okay. You, can they hold the sugar? Why is this a thing? The the little uh, I'm not I'm... pastry ball things that we have in the freezer that yes. you you uh, air fry them. Yes. And they're like cheesy. They're like really cheesy. But, but they're why sweet. Are they sweet? I don't. I don't know. And they and they're like on the packaging. They're like eat it with yellow mustard. <laughs> so I, I did that. <coughs> not at all what I expected. Yeah. You still had it again. <laughs> yeah, still... I'll keep eating them. I'm fine with yeah. sweet. <laughs> I just don't expect it. You know what I mean? The next time I get a Korean corn dog, I'm gonna ask them to hold the whatever it is the the crystalline sugar. Can you can you calm down with the cotton candy <laughs> topping on the corn dog? I don't need all I like of them the separate. in my mouth. Oh, that was the thing. That was one of the things that happened in Modern Rogue. They built a world record cotton candy statue. Ooh, it was a, a big bunny. How did they stop it from melting? They did it quickly. And it worked fine and because it's so humid in Austin. They, they, they literally just... handed out the cotton candy they built the night before, like at the the day of event. Like people just were walking around with cotton candy. Nice. So yeah, it must have worked out okay. Very cool. Number three, camp cooking. I promise this is not a misogynistic thing. We both cook almost equally, but a Dutch oven meal takes about the same amount of time to cook as 20 to 40 single sideband contacts at 20 watts. G90 top three out of POTA SSB radios. Prove me wrong. It depends on what you're cooking, but yeah, I can see that. Dutch oven cooking, like a proper Dutch oven with legs, is is fun. But man, what a pain to carry that around. But not just that; it's the coals because you've got to line the top, you got to line the bottom, and the then when they burn coals out, is important. Then you, you have, have to always to... be filling it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's a, lot. a it's the um, it's the I don't want to I don't want to gender it, but it's very much reminds me of like the guy that tends the the smoker all day. Yeah. Like you give them Dutch oven cooking and they're like, I was already doing this. <laughs> Put some coals on it and blow it. And we're good. I do. Uh, when we go camping, I do always use a Dutch oven, though. Yeah. Because I'll I'll just throw in like a, like a stew. I've done, You've monkey, done monkey bread. bread. Yep. Um, what else? You did, um, you did a cake. Did you do a cake? I did do a cake. A birthday cake, I think. Yeah. Was yeah. actually done in that. Uh, so, but I can't think of a local poda for us where I could set up coals. We would in, literally have to go camp at a poda that yeah, had that. Because in California, there's generally a rule that you can't have anything burning outside of either a barbecue or a fire pit. Because they definitely love when you put your uh, Dutch oven right on the sand with hot coals underneath it. Yeah. They yeah. love that. Their favorite. That's their favorite. They come over and thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> the ranger comes right on over. And you like, did I the best. Love thing. what you did here. You... <laughs> Could you show all of the other? You, you took an already chaotic situation and just <laughs> cranked it up ever so gently with hot coals. Love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Number four is reading books. Self-explanatory. Hammock and courage. That is one of life's great pleasures. Reading a book in a hammock. That is like the definition of leisure time, you know. That's like such a luxury; it almost feels like it feels impossible. To me. Yeah, it feels impossible. I mean, you, I've got the hammock in the shack now. I've got the 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 shammock. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, we have a hammock in the backyard. That thing's like falling apart, though. It's like sun, yeah. sun bleached. I can but I'm telling you, you can set it up. You can work some contacts, do a little reading in the shack if you want to. No, you're supposed to be doing the, the hammock <laughs> while I do the reading. 
I want to be outside in a hammock, though. And hammock indoors is not good to me. Sure. I might as well just be sitting in a massage chair instead if I'm going to be inside. I mean, we've we've done that, too, multiple times where we have like one tree and we'll use the side of the, the we'll use the roof rack on the Xterra, the mm-hmm. hammock. That's yeah. definitely a thing. That I've roof done. rack's going away when the. Uh, We're yeah. not going to put a roof rack on the Odyssey. Can you put a roof rack on the Odyssey? You can put a roof rack on whatever you want if you try hard enough. <laughs> I don't want a zip-tied roof rack. No, it'll be JB welded like a proper <laughs> Bubba Garage job. Can you also just oh, go I ahead. know they have roof rails. Can you for put an a, a flatbed on the backside <laughs> so I can also haul could I <laughs> could I get another Honda Odyssey, cut it in half, and make a bed, a truck bed out of it? That you drag with a ball hitch? See, I guess I am fancy. <laughs> this is the Holacy. Get in. We're going to Costco. <laughs> All right. Well, Derek says, I'm sure I'm missing many. This is just a few examples. But this whole train of thought is why I love Poda. The whole point is to get out and enjoy nature. Even if your significant other and or children don't care about the radio part, you can simultaneously get outside and have fun together. 7-3 Derek N0DCW. P.S. Number one should be getting Leia on the air as well, but I am 130% sure that she gets enough of that from Josh and others, so I won't make that make that a main point. I just said I had the radio on and I was going to talk. <laughs> on all the I ID said 52. was beeps. <laughs> and then I got I tried scared. To th- I tried to talk and all I did was beep. <laughs> I got so scared. <laughs> Why? I thought the FCC was going to show up. Shit our dog Just, immediately. I chucked that radio out the window. It was still closed. <laughs> it's gone. And and glass damage. <laughs> Thank you so much for the suggestions, Derek. I love them all. Uh... I feel like when we go, we end up just actually leaving Josh and going on a hike. Yeah, everybody just abandons me immediately. Like, nobody wants to play radio. I mean, the, Ben has now actually started using radio as a way to get freedom, which is very smart for him. Yeah. Uh, he can, if I didn't already mention that. Yeah, he, he's he's using the FRS radios to, to go, you know, walk the... Again, we live in a cul-de-sac and everybody yeah. knows us, so... He is going outside and, and using the radios and he talks to us and, us and talks to Leia mainly he'll take uh chloe on a walk mm-hmm. and then uh say hello to neighbors as, <laughs> as they're passing while they're like god she just lets her kids walk around the neighborhood when he went out with edison because i can hear most things outside a lot yeah. i just heard them screaming just just having a the best time the yeah. loudest best time right just losing their ever-loving minds yes out there so man okay it's a it's a really good chance for them to test their freedom and i honestly i remember as a kid 
being able to go off and go see my friends. And we didn't even have radios. Exactly. It was just, and we would go knock on our friends' doors. Like if we knew there was a kid in that house and the kid we wanted to play with wasn't there, we'd go to the next kid and the next kid, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I think that I was doing that since, what, what age would I have been? Yeah, Ben's age, maybe even a little bit younger. And not in a great neighborhood either. It was like in the Long Beach area, like not a nice area of Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, why did I build all of these relationships with people in this neighborhood, our neighbors, if not to uh, have them be able, able to identify my children doing bad things? Right. That's... <laughs> You tell me if they do something wrong. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. The next email is titled, It's Me Again. Oops. Nope. (laughs) That's spam. Oh. That's about those shorts. I'm getting a lot of spam. Back again with the shorts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It is titled, Reconstituted Ham. Oh. And this is from Nick. Hi, Leanne, Josh. Long time, first time. Well, okay, welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoy your stay. You can choose which house to uh, <laughs> to go to. No sorting hat here. You just choose whatever you want. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Over there is the dark alley. That's Baofeng. <laughs> what what is uh what mode is Slytherin? Mode. Mm-hmm. Each house is a different mode. So like. What is CW? Like Hufflepuff? It's like the simplest. <laughs> or is CW actually Ravenclaw? It might be Ravenclaw. Um, it might be Slytherin might be FT8 because it's ambitious. Okay. And it's smart and cunning. Okay. And so while Gryffindor is over here with their single sideband, like being all <laughs> noble with the radio voice, like, hello, yes, I'm Gryffindor. Let's make a contact. Slytherin's like, I'll make more contacts than you in like a dire day and go further than you could ever try to go. Because <laughs> we hear deeper into the noise. All right. The, the deep chanting. Of what, are, what are Hufflepuffs? Probably like FM on HF. <laughs> Just a house of Balfour. AM, AM, AM. They're AM. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, that's got to be it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, choose your house. No <laughs> one's Hufflepuff. <laughs> like, no one IDs as Hufflepuff. <clears throat> all right. They're all just running boat anchors. <laughs> I wanted to write in and say thank you for getting me back into this great hobby. While I got my tech license back in 2002, I never really did much with it except uh, keep it from expiring. <laughs> I didn't do right. much with that. That is the uh, gym model of, of ham radio. <laughs> just, Don't keep use paying the gym, the, just keep, keep paying, paying it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's free back then. No more. So now you got to use it or, you know, or you're just paying $35 every 10 years. Steep. <laughs> However, after I found your show by the way of the modern rogue, I got the radio bug back in a big way. I started checking into a local daily net run by the great guys at the Conejo Valley Amateur Radio Club. Nice. Shout out to KBARC. Then bought a new FT5DR. Cool. I went to a micro field day where several of the club members were talking thousands of miles away with random objects 
like a toaster oven as an antenna. What? What? And I knew I had to go for it. That's nice. Okay. What is happening in Conejo Valley? (laughs) We repurpose everything. Tune the toaster. (laughs) The best is when you rip the drum out of an old dryer. A lot of people try and steal that to make a fire pit out of. Nope, it's an antenna. (laughs) It really propagates. It really (laughs) propagates and tumbles the RF. (laughs) I started studying and just today, April 10th, I added the slash AG to my call sign by passing the general with a perfect score. Congratulations. Congratulations. We need like a that's hot button for when somebody gets a perfect score. <laughs> like Paris Hilton saying, that's hot. <laughs> How did she say it? That's hot. Yeah. Like that. Let's do that. We need that sound clip for the perfect scores. Okay. I'm assuming me being the person that just said that, I could probably make that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I only got about 50% on extra, but hey, I did better than random chance. I plan on building a mobile rig for when I visit several major national parks this summer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, too late. Thank you both for a great show. I didn't say too late. He said too late. Okay. All right. <laughs> I wasn't being rude. <laughs> he was being self-deprecating. Ah, you see yes. how that is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Helping me get back into radio after 20 years and motivating me to work my preps, too. Hope to talk to you on the air soon. 2002 has been 20 years. How? How? Why did they say that? (laughs) Why did they do that? To me, the 2000s was just like like, five years ago, like 10 years ago. I'd give it a decade. That's like, it's going to perpetually be the last decade for me. I feel like once we had kids, it really started, like everybody says that. It's like things started really going fast at that point. It's like, yeah, because you're just exhausted all the time. Well, no, because you're, there are so many milestones happening so quickly. And you don't have the time that you normally would have to spend on whatever stuff, you know, stuff. They really are a time suck. Yeah. (laughs) For me, especially. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was so funny because uh, I, I've i started posting to my Swell Mommy Instagram again, mm-hmm. just so that I can capture memories, right? And, and Ham Tactical. You've been posting there too, right? No, I haven't Didn't posted you? Oh, okay. Ham this is all? Okay. Yeah. And so I had posted like just normal images from a Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I think it was your mom. She goes, wow, busy day. I was like, no, that is a normal day. (laughs) That's just a regular day. (laughs) That is not busy. Well, I guess uh, it was a little busier because we did end up, I went to two parties. So that's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your election parties. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, had I not done that, it would have been. Uh, pottery class. No, it would have been pottery class. right. And then it would have been podcast recording. Oh, so you skipped pottery class to go party. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I was going to do my makeup class today, Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't fit it in either because I'm working on a deadline. What are you trying to make up? Well, I I threw pieces last week, and they need to be trimmed. Oh, I thought you were literally talking about makeup. And I was like, you're doing a makeup class? 
No, no, no. Like a makeup class for the one I for missed yesterday. For the pottery. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yeah. But that is, it still would have been a busy day. I just missed other things <laughs> to do. Other no, it was actually supposed to be busier. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> I actually got way back. This is, yeah. This, this is me cutting back. Yeah. This is me letting loose. That's uh, something people just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick signs off 7-3. Da Nick. <laughs> Good. He spelled it out, D-U-H. Good, good. Proud mom, a member of the 1.5X crew. Mm. You guys don't have a t-shirt. No. Maybe we should make one that's just like really poorly. Like it's just like the 1X crew, but it's like the lower res version of it because it's just happening too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2X crew. Just make it squished. <laughs> like take the logo it and just... squish it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> And that's KC0MQE slash AG. Congratulations again, Nick. And thank you for sharing that with us. The next email is titled Merch Contribution. And this is from Preston. Greetings and salutations. Just a quick email today. You guys like puns, right? I mean, I do. Leia does. The ammo can full of fangs shirt needs no tagline. But on the side of the can stenciled in yellow letters should be Hamo can. <laughs> These are all good ideas. That's good pretty ideas. good. That's pretty good. 73 Dur Preston. Dur? <laughs> like D-U-R? It says D-E-R. Okay. Dur Preston. The K-M- German. It's the German Preston. D-L-Y. Thank you, Preston. Very good. The next email is titled Pofeng versus Baofeng. Mm-hmm. New Canadian Amateur. And this is from Matt. Hi, Josh and Leia. I wrote this email while listening to the April 1st episode of Pofeng versus Baofeng. I originally found HRCC via the Canadian Prepper podcast when oh. Josh did a guest spot with them. Yes, I did. <clears throat> oh, very nice. That's that's great. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Josh's enthusiasm for the hobby got me into his YouTube video on the Baofeng newbie to advanced in one hour. And it was great. I ordered a pofeng off of Baofeng Radio Canada. Yeah, yeah exactly. There is a there is a pofeng, like P-O-F-U-N-G company that makes Baofengs. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is to say what they are labeling them in Canada now. See attached pick. The attached pick has a radio that is a Baofeng, but in the front it says Pofeng. Yep, Pofeng. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. <clears throat> also, check out their website. They do say the brand name is Pofeng. Yeah. I will drop a link in the show notes so everybody can check that out. Well, with Josh's video help, I was able to program the UV5R and listen on in on the local repeaters. That led me to sign up for an online course. After just under two months of study, I wrote for my basic on April 7th. I was, in fact, listening to Leia crush her test, three for three despite her cold, on an older episode as I pulled up to the examiner's house. It was inspirational and felt like fate. Do I need it? Yeah, there you go. I, what? I'm so glad that I could be an inspiration to you. Did he he deserve the, the beep? Well, the Canadian amateur exam is a 70% pass, 80 is honors, mm-hmm. which gets you the HF bands. Yes. And I managed a 95%. Okay, well, you can have another one. There you go. We'll just call that the, you got the foundation plus honors. 
Nice. Congratulations. You, you get on that HF. I do that like was that. close to being hot. <laughs> yes, very close. I, I do like, I prefer that uh, with the Canadian test that their foundation level, it's foundation, right? That's what they call it too. I know that's what the, the Brits and the Australians call it. Pass and uh, foundation and yeah. honors, I guess. So foundation, if you just pass foundation, but you don't get the honors mark, the higher grade, mm-hmm. you can't do HF. Oh, then you so, have to take it again or you never get HF. Yeah, you never get it. <laughs> you never can get it. No, it, it just, um, you, you have to go to the next level or what. Actually, I don't know how that works. I, I actually don't know how that works. Uh, but I do like that better where if you just test higher, you get HF. Like, why not? Like, do yes. that. Like, yeah. do that. That is really good. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now to get to my local ham swap meetup in May and see what kind of budget slash starter HF rig I can get set up. Nice. 7-3, and thanks to both of you for the awesome podcast. It's entertaining and informative, not just on amateur radio stuff. Oh, thank you. I listened to it at 1.2x. I got a lot of podcasting to take in, so I don't have 1x kind of time. And I'm not allergic to bees. Good. It's good to know. Good, good. to know. I'll make sure to... Send B. Jerry Seinfeld your way. <laughs> Matt O. from uh, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. V-A-5-M-A-T. Right on. Thanks so much for sharing that win with us. Yeah. 95% is fantastic. The next email is titled, A Bree Spin. I, hey, I saw this and I thought you might like it. The, a Bree Spin. Uh, is this spam? It's getting really hard to tell. Oh, no, it's a video. I will pop this open. <laughs> oh, it's leak spin. What? Wait, what? It's leak spin? But within a brief... Who did that? Send me that. Send me that. It was the no-code tech. Oh, my gosh. Everybody... Oh, do you remember leak spin? No. Oh, you're never on the internet. I've never been on the internet. Just like I've always said, there are no girls on the internet. I... That's because we're all doing analog things. That's right. Uh, <laughs> like f- film photography. Yes. Film photography. <laughs> yes. You, you can still do photography, but digitally. Digital film. <laughs> Is this I, a new thing that girls yeah. <laughs> are into? Is this like the hip clips of, of photography? And this is from Kate. No, no. I'm still stuck on the Abris spin. I, I, that is so good that is i'll drop a link in the show notes for uh, you. please we have to put that in the podcast channel i love that that's a very exciting for you uh, that was very i did you just knocked it out of the park that right? was meant very little to me but josh that is really awesome it. that is very cool that <laughs> takes me way back the next email is titled rental cars and hf radio <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. I don't know. I just always think of like, what happens in a rental car where you're doing 80 and you put it in reverse? <laughs> I, you own it now. Did you? Okay. So I definitely watched Jackass. Did you watch Jackass? Sure did. Did you see the one where he like totally destroys a rental car? No. They destroy like they start a fire in it like a small fire they they took it and then did they return they, it under the, yes. the, the protection no they didn't get the protection 
What? Okay. You Why have, wouldn't you get the protection? Because that's the that's the funny part about it. They actually spray painted the sign of it and entered it into a de- demolition derby. Oh, I did see and this. And then totally destroyed this. it. And they, they dropped it off with a flatbed like, trailer because it was done. It was completely <laughs> done. And the manager that was there is just losing it. And they're like, but you you waived the protection. You have no protection. This is You got to pay the whole thing. So the, the background on that, it, uh, I do follow the guys from Jackass and I watch like um, Steve-O and all them. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Steve-O really likes orcas. so johnny knoxville did an interview where he basically said anytime we did something like that the owner of the company knew what we were doing we didn't just like spring this that kind of takes the magic away no but the 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 manager's reaction he they didn't tell the manager the one that was in the branch (laughs) so it's so so good he's like you didn't get the protection well i offered you the protection (laughs) if you knew you were gonna do this why didn't you get the protection it just happened, man. It's just a good day. <laughs> just... Have you seen the TikTok where this woman is talking about how, like, it's like this really sad video, and the woman is I like how you're about laughing how before you talking. She about she lost her husband to a very tragic accident, and what happened was that um, he like had fallen down. Mm-hmm over and over again into another woman. <laughs> so he's So he's gone now. <laughs> that's that's what happened. Okay. I don't know why that's so funny to you. It was just yeah, yeah, I was so prepared to listen to this woman's like very sad story of like something that it caused her to lose her beloved husband. Right, right, right. 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 And then it turned out he and was he's just no a longer cheater. With us. He's just a cheater. Right. Was it McLaughlin? Was it Michelle McLaughlin? Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. That's it. In the arms of the angels. Look at all these dogs that need to be adopted. <laughs> That's like... I remember before that song was attributed to dogs. Yes. I remember when her entire catalog had nothing to do with dogs. When was this? <laughs> I always knew her as the dog shelter lady. <laughs> no way. I know. Let me start off by thanking you for your great podcast. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Your banter between each other shows me that there are other couples who have a great relationship and can have fun. My friend and I are embarking on a great adventure. We are meeting in Istanbul, Turkey. Whoa. And we'll be there for 10 hours. <laughs> and <laughs> this it's a grand adventure it will take us 27 hours to get to the airport of our location then we will leave we will have 10 hours time there is a bazaar seven hours away we don't know how the math works out because we need to be back at the airport but i've heard there's a dual wiener schnitzel at the four hour mark at that point, we will decide if we turn around or go forth or sally forth. You know, like hardcore travelers, though, they do um, they do um, runs for miles, like around the time that uh, the airlines will offer like double miles or stuff. Right. They'll stuff take like, like 18 trips in a day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're not going anywhere. Right, right, right. They're just buying the trips to get all the I, miles I, to bump them up to the right. Uh, I level. knew, I knew a guy. So everybody knows I'm an engineer. I also know a guy, and I'm not an engineer. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I knew a guy who'd be like, "Oh, I got to take some time off of work." I'm like, "Well, what happened? Are you all right?" He's like, uh, "I got to get my status up." Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna lose the lounge. I'm like, status on on what? He's like delta and i'm like oh what what are you doing he's like I'm, i've got to fly for so like he's like a masochist he's like he i gotta get beat up on a plane <laughs> <laughs> it's like i gotta fly on like for like 18 hours over the weekend and i'm like why he's like because i've got like these really cheap tickets and i gotta build miles and i'm getting like triple miles if i do blah 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 like there was this whole yes. racket like there was guys that were crazy walling the hell out of flight travel <laughs> It was oh, so funny. And, and I would I would have them. I always love it when people like particularly people who are like really good at explaining their mm -hmm. their level of crazy. Yes. And like I, I respect it. I'm not saying it's crazy because it's like they should be locked up, but it's crazy. It's like the intensity of it. It's how I'm assuming some people look at me when I'm talking about ham radio. Oh, no. Nobody could look at you. I just exactly. love hearing people explain their passion like that. Yes. And the I'm guys, very passionate about airline miles. Yeah, the guys that are in, the, I, I am saying guys, but anyone that are into min-maxing air travel for like yes. the highest status. And I'm like, hey man, what do you get out, out of all this? And it reminds me of the memes that are like, my hands look like this, so her hands can look like this. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's, it, basically at the end of the year, we get like the best flight, the best flights for wherever we travel with my wife and i and i'm like okay that's cool like it, it's kind of a what weird does that mean the best flights like it's first class all the way first oh. class all the way they get lounge in every mm. airport that mm. they stop in and and they can you know do whatever they want they're, they're totally guaranteed all their flights this is all pre-covid time sure this world that mm -hmm. existed um now like, you just get bumped from flights right delays and delays and, and you i mean your you're talking flight got delayed twice out of austin Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, li literally, it got delayed. Like, I was supposed to be out early in the morning. Yeah. Got late, delayed to 11. Then it got delayed to, like, 2. Right. And I'm literally sitting in the terminal while the terminal across is boarding to Los Angeles. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Yes. There wasn't even a weather-related It was packed. Delay. That flight was packed. No, yeah. It was No, the flight crew didn't show up. They're, they they didn't have the flight crew on hand. What? Yeah, she had a she had a rough night. There was an election day. She had to go to two parties. <laughs> I did have a rough night. I woke up. I had to drink some Alka Seltzer this morning. Oh yeah, that's a it good was... that's a good hangover. Uh, Alka Seltzer and Gatorade. I almost had Edison make me Gatorade, but he uses two scoops yeah, he's, from he's... like a twelve ounce cup. <laughs> he used an entire <laughs> scoop, and he'll put half of a cup of water in the whole thing. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> Uh, this I is... think even he realizes it doesn't taste good, though. Yeah, he's like, it's crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the recipe on the back. I'm like, bro, that is, uh, it's calling for like two gallons of water. <laughs> There's so much Gatorade mix in it that it's become like a science experiment for evaporation. Like, you know, how, like crystals form <laughs> with these it, it's it's so far past the dilution point that like nothing can get in the water anymore. It, it the water's like, my give up. I cannot absorb <laughs> any more into me. 
I cannot get any redder than I am right now. There is no one can be more hydrated than the density <laughs> of hydration I have in my every molecule of H2O. All right. Well, <laughs> okay, 10 hours <laughs> oh, in <right>. Turkey. <laughs> that's, that's what Michael's doing. Then we're flying to Germany where he will spend another 10 hours. <laughs> that's... That's what it He's says? just a very big fan of airports. <laughs> Is that what it says? 10 no, hours? No. Oh. Uh, we are flying to Germany. We will be in Germany, Italy, France, and Austria for seven days. Oh. That's cool. a lot of countries for seven days. Well done. We are renting a car and want to bring our HF radios. Are we about to talk about reciprocity? <laughs> <laughs> we have a Yesu mobile HF radio, but our problem is the antenna. So far, our idea is to use hamsticks on 40 and 20. Would the tow hook that screws into the frame work uh, to act as a mount point for an antenna? A magnet mount on the roof would not be practical, as we would need three magnet base that would be too difficult to travel with. Could you imagine... Going. That has got to be your uh, your podcast slogan. Could you imagine? I just <laughs> trying to get through TSA. Uh, like you're you want to shove this through the X ray machine, and it's all magnets. Yeah, yeah. What's the problem? Why why do you need this many mag? Like why why is this so big? It's a big fridge. <laughs> it's industrial that it goes on. Thank you. <laughs> I, okay, so uh, there's a couple of things that are, that I think are implied by his question. Is it? Are we at the end of the question? Uh, or? No. Okay. We thought about a lip mount, but I don't really want to screw it into the trunk lid underside to make contact. Here's a picture of the tow hook used in a. I have to stop for a second on the, on the magnet thing. Yeah. I have literally, I was talking to somebody like, I don't like years ago. And it was, it was at the time where it was really popular to like put um, like uh, metal inlays on the inside of your cabinets. So you could use magnetized. Oh yes. Like you punch out the inner yeah. square thing or rectangle, right? right? It, yes. You, yes, you yes, would yes. attach that and then you yep. would your spices would be. And it was always a like magnet. the dumb like corrugated metal look. It had this weird No, 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 no not corrugated <laughs> metal. It needed to be flat for the magnet to stick to it. And that's how you mm. keep your spices. Corrugated is the wrong term. It's that finish they use. It had that weird little speckly finish. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that term is, but and then <laughs> Horrible, bad look. And they were like, I just don't know where to get a magnetized sheet of metal. Who said that? <laughs> Somebody you know? Someone we know? Someone I know? <laughs> and then I was like, Well, I have to show them you, this song. It explains see? everything. There's a song. It's by the insane clown posse. <laughs> and I, was like, I think it's called Miracles. Why do you. <laughs> Why do you need the um, the sheet of metal to be magnetized? It's like so that I can stick the magnets on. <laughs> oh, I need the Captain Picard like <laughs> like the face palm grab. Like oh no, bro. And I was like, you know what? You should go to Prescott <laughs> and ask them. 
Oh, Prescott. The... <laughs> I'm like, you want him to go to Arizona? What? The Prescott, the metal. Uh... Right, right, right. right. <laughs> oh, they must now. have had a good day that day. <laughs> good for you. Share the love. That's so dumb. And you know, I hear some of the dumbest things out of the smartest people sometimes. Was she a lawyer or he was a lawyer? No. I don't know why I went to lawyer, but. I know a lot of lawyers. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's why, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my magnet story. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you know like a tradesman who comes and magnetizes your metal for you? <laughs> Do you have like a gun for that or a wand? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to show you a picture of, it's got uh, a, a pitch. Uh, that looks like an eye bolt. Yeah. What am I looking at? And then that's. Oh. Oh, it's the toe. Okay. It's the toe hook. The toe hook. Okay. It wasn't like the foot I, I was thinking the was... ball, like a, a ball mount for a trailer. Okay. Toe hook. Okay. For those that don't know. In the front and back of most cars, there's a square little plasticky bit. If you pop that square little plasticky bit out, there's a threaded hole, threaded receiver. A lot of cars have tow hooks or tow people have tow hooks. And it's literally a place to mount a hook and, and yank people out of ditches and stuff like that. If you want to go this route, um, you can. That's probably okay. The only problem I have is it's kind of low. It's kind of riding a little low in the car. Best solution uh, for a hamstick is, yeah, why not put it on a mag mount? And you're like, well, then I need the three mag magnet mount to make it work. They make magnet mounts that are just one really big magnet. Not like as big as the three magnets cover surface area wise, mm -hmm. but it might be enough for a hamstick. So you I don't want to you take to take out an MRI machine. MRI. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> uh, I do I don't want to completely undersell the mag mount thing. Maybe shop around a little bit. If it were me, I would probably risk traveling with a, a chungus mag mount. Not a not a three. I don't think that would be fun to, to find that kind of game on a TSA line. That seems like a nightmare. But um, the, the tow hook seems like an okay option. And all things considered, I might go that route. But does that mean they're traveling with hamsticks? You're gonna fly international flight with a hamstick? That seems like a nightmare. I don't know. But they want to work mobile, so I don't know what yeah. else they would do. Mm -hmm. What did it look like it was in the picture? Can you just like buy a hamstick on like German Amazon and have it? Yeah, it's a hamstick. I mean, so that that image is fantastic, by the way. Um, that that's a cool little kit. Whatever that is that you've got there, that that's pretty smart. I feel like. I feel like in this case with your travel, I would just have the hamstick delivered to like one of the places you'd stop and then you just pick it up there. Go okay. on like Amazon Germany or something like that and have it delivered to your hotel and pick it up and then just gift it to a local ham or something. But what if he wants to use it while he's in Istanbul? He's, he's going to be there, there for, for 10, 10 hours. hours. Yeah. What else is he going to do? He's going to activate Istanbul. I, I just think that's a lot to travel with a hamstick. All right. I don't know. Well, uh, Josh is definitely impressed with. I, I, yeah, I like that. I, I think it's a little low because it's down at the bumper area, but um, you'll you still do what get you out. You do to do on a rental. 
Yeah, do what you got to do. On a yeah. rental, that's ah, that's actually not now. Well, the more I'm thinking about it, on a rental, throwing it on there, not bad. Yeah. Pretty smart. That's pretty smart. I, I don't know what you're going to do with the coax. You're just going to have like coax flapping around <laughs> the roof or the, the back of the car. Yeah, make sure you get the protection. Okay. The yeah, get the protection. Yeah. <laughs> get the protection. Get some uh, gaffer's tape too to go along with it or electrical tape. And thank you for your kind words about the podcast and our relationship. Mm. I hope you have the safest of travels with your buddy and that uh, it goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah. And let us know how it goes. Yeah, please. I, yeah. I Come back and tell us how that we, again, we love to hear your ham radio stories. Everyone, not just these yes. individuals that are traveling, but I, I love this. Uh, yeah. I love the concept of bringing ham radio with you wherever you go. True. Even in situations where ham radio doesn't seem like it's going to fit. Mm-hmm. But you're making it work. So good for you. And this is from Michael, KD9DFV, control operator of the W9ICY Iroquois County Youth Center Amateur Radio Club. Cool. Awesome. The next email is titled, Hiya, and this is from Jeff. Hello, NASAs. Love the podcast and try to write a review, but as I listen to it on Pandora, there's no way to do so that I can find, so I'll just email it to you. I kept punching the dashboard. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to know that it's a... it's available on Pandora. Thank you. Thank Good. you for your efforts, Jeff. That's really impressive that they could pack that technology into a bracelet. <laughs> so charming. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Jeff says five stars. If you like to hear a great couple share time with each other with a couple of drinks and ham radio adjacent conversation, this is the podcast for you. Josh's enthusiasm and in-depth knowledge of amateur radio and Leia's infectious laughter make it a three to five hour respite from daily negativity. And remember, you got the whole week before another one comes out. You don't have to do it all in one thing. That seems like too much of us. Yeah, it's um, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Not a race. It, it's like a, it, it's like a good piece of cheese that's probably too big for you to eat in one sitting, <laughs> but it won't go bad on you. Wow! Right? Okay. Uh, their welcoming community of hams gives the new hams a chance to experience amateur radio without QRZ gatekeeper elitism. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's such a kind review. Appreciated. I haven't emailed you in a while because my life has had so much happening. I got married to my beautiful wife, Amanda, last December, and my 14-year-old son and multiple projects around the house give me limited opportunity for playing radio, sitting in the shack with a hairbrush taped to a coaster talking about the news, weather, and sports. Again, (laughs) no excuse, but uh, congratulations. congratulations (laughs) i'm just kidding i i I know i know how life gets that's why you start doing ft8 because you can just (laughs) run back and forth doing life while also making contacts it's a you know it's a lot to balance it is it is it's very hard Mm -hmm. yes but well done well done yeah I have a question for Josh, as many other hams. I run a 3D printer in my shack. When I do, I end up with what I equate to a hundred-piece orchestra of touch lamps worth of RFI. 
I have put chokes on every single wire on that thing, but I still have the repeated piano crash reverberation on two meter and 70 centimeter. Does Creality make jammers as well as printers? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the Ender, probably Ender Pro or something he's using. So I'm assuming he's asking how you tame it. Right. I mean, you can change the power supply to something that's low noise, but how you figure out which power supply is low noise, I don't know. You could, hypothetically, you may not want to do this, is uh, just move it somewhere away. Get it on a different circuit. Start with trying a different circuit, seeing if that helps. Uh, ground the thing if you haven't if you have so bring the ground potential of your radio system and the 3d printer in the same space Mm -hmm. you might already have your 3d printer grounded on the ac safety ground to the power supply but your radio is likely not grounded or possibly could be grounded but on a different ground or different ground path than the printer could be so you could experiment with that, but it depends on how close the printer is. Again, there's lots of options you can do. And and obviously, it's probably not possible for you to not be printing when trying to do HF because 3D the prints print- take hours. You yeah. know, they take so long. You, you might want to move it. You might just want to move it. That's, Josh's is in a different room. My printer is in a different room. I would like to have it in the garage, but I actually worry about that myself. Though, So that's why it stays in my office. Yeah. Well, hope that helps, Jeff. Uh, Jeff signs oh. off. Keep up the great pod and thanks in advance for the info. Mm-hmm. 73 Jeff KJ7 UHH. P.S. I'm not allergic to bees. Oh, good. Good. I was solid, worried. Solid. I was really worried about Jeff, actually. I thought he would be the one. I heard that if you um, use bee pollen, that eventually. It'll trick them. They won't want to sting you. No, no. <laughs> He's a friend. No, that eventually you can, no, is it bee pollen or is it like local bee honey? Or it's like royal jelly or something like that. Yeah, there's something that you can start eating. Bees. <laughs> just, if you just eat the bees. <laughs> that it would uh, reduce your bee allergy or get rid of it. <clears throat> that might just know. be woo science. Could be. Yeah, no, totally. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there we you, go. I can't be allergic to bees as one swells up to the point of not breathing. <laughs> I ate so many bees today. <laughs> They're vengeful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they set off a pheromone. No, is that wasps? Yeah, let's go with where if you. They all do that. <laughs> when if you kill one, it sets off pheromones so that they know who to get for their fallen brethren. I, I like that we. <laughs> I like that we put murderous intent in bees. I really like that we add, like, we add, like, personalities mm-hmm. to, to tiny insects. Anthropomorphize them. Yes, yes. yes. I, I really, again, Jerry Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Every one of them. Why did you do this to my friend? <laughs> I thought you liked the honey. Do you like the honey in your tea? <laughs> what is with you people and putting our vomit in your tea? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. The next email is titled New Ham. Who dis? And this. <laughs> the email reads Hello, Josh and Leia. My name is Kevin, and I've been listening to your podcasts and watching your YouTube videos for a year now. And all I can say is it's very informative, and I love the humor and all the fun you two have making these podcasts. 
It helps me get through my day smiling. Oh, thank you. you. That's very nice. But anyway, it's inspired me to get my technician license. Mm. And on Saturday, April 9th, I took my test and passed. And on Monday night, I was issued a call sign. Congratulations. Congratulations. So from now on, I'm KF0ISP. Oh, ISP. Service provider. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for all you do for the hobby and keep up the good work. KF zero ISP clear and 73. Oh, very good. Thank That's you. a really good call sign. That is a good call sign. Good pull. I bet you have really good reception in your house. <laughs> or just the certain, like all the telecoms are just constantly RFIing him. Yeah. <laughs> We are trying to get connected. We've been trying to reach you about your call sign. <laughs> the next email is titled The Road to Recovery and a Nagging Question, 11 Meter Correspondent. Oh. This is our Give It the Beans correspondent, mm. Drew. Drew. Hello, Leah and Josh. Greetings from storm warned, flood warned Middle Tennessee. Mm. As I kill a little time and modern monitor the m tiers repeater system okay i'll drop a link to that in the show notes as probably a repeater system that's in his area yeah i figured i would type up an email the first i've used two hands to type in over eight weeks Whoa. my right hand is slowly recovering and i hope to return to work next week but on light duty only mm-hmm. meaning nothing other than operating a machine no handwork no riding bikes no running chainsaws no forklifts but that's just a quick email update on me you will recall me short email indicating i had injured my mm-hmm. arm slash hand in short there is a ligament complex just above the wrist that keeps the two bones in the lower arm in proper aspect to each other as you rotate your arm yeah because they gotta move oh okay yeah yeah, yeah i okay i'm remembering yep unlike most people i did not detach those ligaments rather they held on tight knee enough to delaminate the end of the radius bone and cause significant soft tissue damage the sensations in parts of my lower arm and hand and complete lack of sensation and other parts of said extremities indicates to me that the actual road to full recovery or best recovery will be a long one but per the doctor's orders not <laughs> not one i'll be hoeing <laughs> Oh, oh I am so sorry. This must be so extremely painful it, and just frustrating. There, there's nothing worse than like as you start getting older and your body's like starting to get like not going the way you want it. It's just very frustrating. I can. But I mean, Drew is somebody who accomplishes a lot outdoors, like, like doing, trail like getting building. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fit, I mean, yes, the trail building, all of the trail yeah. building, all the beautiful stories of his trail yeah. building that we've we've read over the you know years ish now that we're doing this. It must it's, feel yeah. so um, emotionally taxing for you to go through this because you're dealing with what is essentially a handicap right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry you're going through that, uh, but thank you for emailing. <laughs> Please don't do that if it brings you any pain at all. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Drew continues. Warning, radio content. Josh, I thought about sending you a where should I put my antenna email? But honestly, there are people who need much more help from you than me, as my biggest problem is being spoiled for a choice with 6.5 acres to play on. (laughs) All right. Well, my sympathy is gone. (laughs) Right. Instead, I will ask you a question which I am certain other people have as well. Because I could potentially locate an antenna a long way from my house, well over 300 feet as it happens, there is a pretty decent place to put up a tower. But running coax to the tower, then up to any antenna mounted there, could easily amount to 400 feet of cable. Now, I have seen some huge antenna farms, and there's no doubt people do this. But how do they deal with the signal loss over a course of run that long? For instance, a 40-foot run of LMR 400, my favorite coax, shows a loss of just over 2.5 dB due to the cable alone, meaning 100 watts would result in 55 watts out. The idea of adding power is a sensible one, but then if you put a legal limit amp up in the shack, you still only get uh, 820 watts out on the far end. Mm -hmm. That dB loss sure is a son of a mother. Mm -hmm. Likewise, it seems like being able to hear would suffer in that distance. I'm sure there are a lot of solutions. Build a shack close to the tower, run (coughs) power to a container of some sort at the base of the tower with an amp there and some sort of preamp. Use the little container to do a complete flex radio setup there, and I can operate from my desk in the house. Surely I'm missing something obvious. So, Josh, clue me in, and thank you. Hard line. Instead of the coax? Well, I mean, everything... So, by the way, everything he said about LMR 400 is true. Everything he... All the options that he came up with in, in dealing with this is also true. It's all true. So the only thing you can do is have a less lossy coax if you wanted to truly run it to the shack. If you consider... What would be the loss on a hard line? Oh, I don't know. I'm not in hard line. I don't live in hard... If you see me hauling hard line around our tiny home, (laughs) you you now have the right to to shoot me. Like, that's crazy. Like in the foot or... In the hard line. (laughs) You're... I like it. Shoot me in the hard line. That's right. I mean, it's going to hurt, but okay. There's so many. I'm going to stop. I can't. I can't. I can't go down the hard line road right now. I can't. I can't do it. Everybody's already writing the jokes themselves in their head. It's, I mean, that's the only way around that is you just, you just get, keep getting better and better coax to reduce your losses. I have a feeling that you, what was the frequency that he was talking about? What was uh, the frequency range? Because I, I feel like that's the loss that, that he's talking about is too high for LMR 400 on HF. That's way high. Uh, I don't think he's, he's just talking about trying to run the 100 watts, not a specific. So a lot of the times, and I must, you know, dear podcast listeners, usually when I get these questions, a lot of the times the questions are pointed towards HF, like. We get a lot of HF questions. Sure. For me, I spend the most amount of time on HF. With those kind of losses, I'm guessing he's talking about higher frequencies, though. So, man, you're... 
bring it all in closer. I mean, we, we've been talking about that, you know, in, in every LoRa video, what do I mention? Yes, you can run a different antenna, but you know, worry about the feed line because losses are, are too considerable to, to deal with. Um, when you're talking about those high frequencies, it, it's, it's better coax. Everything he said already is good. You're going to have to consider that in your, your build. I mean, that's just, it's kind of the way it is. It starts getting real expensive though with hardline if you start going to that level. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, sounds like more expensive than a flex radio. <laughs> not necessarily. Because that's but, one of But if he if he wants to do high frequency and then flex radio is not doing it, it's HF. Flex mm. radio is for HF. Mm. And his loss level that he's talking about makes me think that he's talking about higher frequency stuff. So then at the same time, it's kind of like, why do you need that so far away from the shack? I don't know. Too many questions. I have, I have more, more questions details, than answers. Drew. Again, more details, you, you know, you got you to gotta give me budget frequency radios. You know, give me a little bit more yeah. context here so yeah. I can build on. Yeah. Well, hope to hear from you next week, Drew, mm -hmm. <laughs> with more details. And Drew I hope you're on the road to recovery. Absolutely. <clears throat> That's so rough. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. imagining it right now and to just be in constant pain too i think is the other oh yeah yeah uh so drew signs off josh and leia thank you both again for the podcast and uh, for the youtube content yes i'm thanking leia for that too there's no way josh gets to spend all that time on it without nope. her approval and willingness to keep everything else running it's true I can't tell you how difficult not being able to get out and do things has been and how much it has meant to me to be able to laugh along with you both on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Keep it up. 73 Drew KO4 TWQ. Yeah. Thank you so much, Drew, for the kind words. And uh, really, I, I hope you're getting what you need to recover. Yes. The next email is setting up an antenna near a metal roof. And this is from Aaron. Mm -hmm. Hey, Josh and Leia, I've recently found your podcast and have really enjoyed listening to it during my commute. I have two questions for you. One is about an antenna placement and the other is about POTA. Okay. Question one, I'm looking to move my ham shack to a hangar that I own at a local airport. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice, Aaron. <laughs> I just happen to own said airport. That's why they let me put a big antenna up where planes fly around. <laughs> The hangar has a giant metal door and a roof. Do you have any insight as to how far the antenna should be set up so that the metal structure won't interfere with my transmission signal? Yeah, uh, uh, as high as the planes start hitting it. <laughs> no, um, how far from the hangar? No, we've got bigger problems here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you you need to look into what the vertical height limit is of an antenna <laughs> on a damn airport. I'm I mean, sorry. So the thing about airports is that that's probably one of the few areas that planes are very close to the ground. What if, because again, I own the airport, I put an antenna on the plane <laughs> and I have the coax running to my shack and I just pay a person to fly it around at the highest altitude I can. Well, as long as my coax is. And I run hardline because I own the airport. It's the first Robin Leach tour that involves ham radio. 
<laughs> and in the left here, you will see the man who's flying the plane <laughs> for, from which the antenna is attached. And he just flies in on. a circle. He just <laughs> Hold on. This is a special moment. This is when the air refueling rig comes in and refuels him. He never, he can never come back down, actually. He signed a contract. He lives there. It's a blue bear. They, look, yeah. They're throwing him bags of MREs. You see that? They fuel and, and fuel the human. Fuel the plane and the human at the same time. This is the richest experience we've ever had. Here on... This is, Lifestyle. I, I don't even remember what he sounds like famous. anymore. You know, it's so long ago that I... that. What a world we lived in where it's like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I want to watch this. Now it's like, I got to post on Twitter about this guy. Someone. Yeah. Someone's doing that. <laughs> Actually. We went from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous to MTV Cribs. Right, right, right. To uh, Pimp My Ride. Yeah. <laughs> Your smaller home. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like ham radio and airplanes. So uh, we put an airplane in your car <laughs> with an antenna that you detach and it flies around your car. Though I, I do think that Vogue and Architectural Digest still do house tours of very wealthy people. But I, I, I think it's fallen really out of favor because everything yeah. like that is just met with such anger. People are just like trolling the uh, pictures looking for the address. They're like, we're going to go eat him. <laughs> Add that to the recipe book. <laughs> It's, guy with hanger <laughs> i bet he would taste really good in his own kitchen yeah. <laughs> by the way i'm not condoning any of these sentiments i'm just saying that's what twitter is like yeah we're joking aaron i think it's super cool you own a hanger oh yeah i love it <laughs> yeah. that's uh you can throw galas there there I used to volunteer with uh, Make a Wish Foundation, mm -hmm. and once a year uh, for for the L.A. area, anyway, their gala was held in Barker Hangar, I think. Barker Hangar, like out in Santa Monica. Okay, I think that's the name of it. Anyway, so they would like deck this whole thing out. The whole mm -hmm. hangar would have different stations. So all of the alcohol companies had stations set up throughout because it's obviously Let's a get topped off and then get on the plane. And then the different restaurants would have their own booths. And then you would just go around this uh, gala and I would volunteer at that. So um, I never made anybody's wishes come true. Apparently, you've got to get pretty high up in the organization to get there. You must volunteer at schlub things for a long time before they will allow you to make wishes come true. I, I'm still, I'm stuck on the, um, I'm stuck on, because again, I don't know band of operation. I don't know antennas he's talking about. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Is How much interference does a metal roof cause? Oh yeah, cause? it will affect it will affect the the propagation of the radio for sure. And I mean, particularly for HF, less so for VHF, UHF. Okay. But I don't I don't what know is what the, he's talking about. What is the radius of impact for a metal roof? I it, it, mm. it's always the same answer. Get it as far away as possible. But He's on an airport. <laughs> so again, we're we've got dueling banjos of problems on both sides. It, it's you know, you, 
an idea might be to not build it. I, I would argue you take it to the limit of how high you can actually put it. That, that there's your answer. Whatever the FAA says is the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> I found it. We got it. There it is. Question two. I'm new to POTA and recently activated a park close to my house. I also own that park. I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. Okay. Thank you. Was... Well played, Leo. Well played. <laughs> it's next to the airport. <laughs> After about 19 contacts, someone jumped on a frequency in the middle of a pileup and told me to move immediately. He claimed I was in the wrong area of 20 meters to do POTA. I was somewhere around 14.340. One of the hunters told him to move, and it and it just seemed to upset the gentleman even more. I apologized and quickly moved off frequency to avoid any further issues. Do a lot of POTA activators run into this issue? Yes. I've searched the ARRL website, my nifty band plan, and the internet, but didn't see anything listed that a frequency as well, has one that's restricted. Um, we it's basically a bridge troll. Like it's somebody who thinks they own a frequency and that they're going to hold it for some reason. Just move; it's fine. It's what does that mean to be on the wrong area of twenty meters? Well, okay. What was to the frequency Poda. again? What was the uh, area again? Uh, fourteen point three four zero. I mean, you're you're not you're not outside the band, so it doesn't matter. The only the only space that like I guess I give I give them the you know the credit the nod if you will is like fourteen dot three hundred. That is the maritime mobile net. Like there that is people who are literally there just to listen for boaters in trouble. Mm. Being in California. There's activity on the, on that sure. space, but if you're in the middle of you know Wisconsin, it's probably not that lots of maritime right. But HF travels pretty far, yeah. So at the same time, you know, fourteen dot three hundred, you know, probably just leave it alone. All other frequencies are are open to use. Amateur radio is a space that we are supposed to coordinate and work together. Is there like a best practices in terms of what frequencies to pota on? No, like I mean, no. like because there are obviously there's a there's band plans and other things like that, but then like the whole upper side band, lower side band kind of thing, where it's like you could use it for that, but just out of courtesy, you're not right. There's nothing like that for Poda. No, there, there's not. And and again, it's um, it it's one of those you go out there and you say. Your call sign is this frequency in use, is this frequency in use, and you wait a while. If somebody doesn't come back and you start activating the POTA, and then they come on and go, whoa, 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 this is my frequency, and we got a net coming up here, and we've been out here for 18 years, and uh, you know this would be the first time we'd ever have to move it. A lot – so there's – I mean that would just be courteous to it move. Would be, it would be courteous for you as the POTA activator to move over. The problem I have – is everyone comes from a position of authority right. in everything. Mm -hmm. It becomes exhausting. Everybody always comes at you as though they have some faux authority. And none of it is true. They <laughs> don't have any authority. 
And but in I, reality, if I, you capit, hold on, wait it, a minute. But I got a badge made. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. This is my bat, and this is my frequency forever. The reality is, and even if you if you do move frequencies, then you're just capitulating to their faux sense of authority. That's true. But you have to remind yourself, how much is your time worth? Like, how much is your effort that you're putting into this thing, which is parks on the air, that you're trying to accomplish a goal? Mm. It's best to let the bridge troll just be the bridge Also, troll. how was your day? Did you have a bad day? You need to take it out on someone? You need to hug a dog? Like, go hug a dog, dude. Like, <laughs> go cuddle a dog that, that, that unconditionally loves you because you sound like a horrible person. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, uh, I don't know this person, of course, but just just slide over just get out of the way you're already oh, in we're a... not saying aaron is the horrible person no no not no, at all i'm saying no, the no, person no. is the... like oh these are not the frequencies for poda right one that guy doesn't know what he's talking about two the the on the air situation is kind of a bad time to explain it to him particularly when you have people that are chasing you that want to make a contact with you right just move over just qsy to another frequency let everybody know or if you're already working a contact with somebody yeah just tell them hey can you spot that i'm moving over i'm qsying to blah 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 yeah. And then just redo your spot over there. Sure, it's going to take you a minute or two to do it, but it's really not worth it in the long run to get in these long, heated arguments when I you're mean, can't actually you just trying. ignore him and then just keep doing what he's doing? You can, but who knows if they have power and they just turn the amp on and just talk over you, right? And then now they know your call sign and then you start getting emails and all this stuff. Most of the time, it's just best to just. Just get out of the way. No, and just... I, no I disagree. Oh, lay, and I, do love, not, I love this. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. Do not what? capitulate to bullies. Okay. You oh. stand your ground. I mean, you're standing your ground with like 100 watts at best in a park with a wire antenna. You you're... just keep working that pile up. Don't let anybody push you around. Now, he, he, if, uh, if that guy came on and was like polite about it. The politeness is the thing. If people come forward with like polite requests... I'm always fine with, with moving over. If you have a pileup of people, like if you legitimately have a pileup of people, and I have actually seen this happen too, where people in the pileup start telling the other guy, like, shove off. <laughs> like well, like, that's what he's saying, that one of the people that was in the pileup told him to, to like, you know, shove off. Then, I mean... If that works, great. Did did that work? Uh, no, he said it. It seemed to upset the gentleman even. Right. More. So it okay. <laughs> so it, it becomes an arms race of incadril incadrility incadrility. You could just pretend like you didn't hear him. <laughs> oh, they love that. that. Your signal just not coming through, my guy. <laughs> Keep working your pile up. <laughs> it, at some point, it's like you want to activate the park and move on with your life. This isn't your hill to die on. You're like not going to every stay hill is the hill to die on. <laughs> this is this is great. <laughs> this is really good for humanity in the long term. In the long run, you must stand up to bullies, or Karens will rule the world. Male don't, ham Karens. Don't let the ham Karen push you off. Of this, your is joy. <laughs> this is my HOA. This is my HOA frequency that we're on right now. If you want to use this frequency, you have to come to the HOA meeting and make a request. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am so okay. I mean, again, you have to, you have to also appreciate. Like, if I'm going out to do a poda, I'm probably going to make a video on it. 
while it would be hilarious to make a video and record a person yelling at me, um, that would be that would be hilarious. I would make that video and pose and be like, "Look at this guy, this this is great, <laughs> this is you know really fun." Uh, most of the time, though, I have like a goal in mind and I want to move on with it. You know, I want to get you know uh, the poda done and activate. And but be he already successful. has a pileup. He's got people who chased him. He went through all the trouble. Well, I mean, you you can always come back and say like, you know, I've got a pile up. Let me complete the pile up and then I'll QSY. You can do something like that. Yeah. Now, they're just going to, in their mind, go, well, he's got 50 people. He's going to be here for the next three hours and taking up my frequency. There, there's no end to the justification, the mental gymnastics someone will do in their mind. And there's never really a good time to move frequency. You're always in a bad situation if you have a pile up and you're like, well, I have to move frequency. Just just move the frequency and get get it over with. No, disagree. Okay. Disagree. Well, work you've your, got two options here. Work your pile up. But you were not in the wrong. No, you're not in the wrong. Yeah, at all. All right. Well, Aaron signs off. Thanks for all you guys do. I really like the content. You've taught me so much about the hobby and I look forward to hearing more. I hope you've also learned today about standing your ground. And that's Aaron, KD2WXA. you learned how to stand up for yourself and fight bullies. <laughs> if, you, if you back down, then they win. I... <laughs> this is literally how wars get started. <laughs> no. What do you mean, no? No. Okay. The war wouldn't happen if they wouldn't be so wrong. Well, now I'm annexing you to your office. How's yeah. that <laughs> I'll just annex your office. Which office? <laughs> your ham shack. Mm. Yeah. See? It's not going to work. I'll just apply sanctions. I already have a supply agreement with a, a neighbor. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see you get uh, food and water. <laughs> You can't yeah. you can't sanction me for food and water. That's a that's a war crime. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're now fully engaged yes. in war. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a full yeah. war. A full war. Geneva what? <laughs> <laughs> Geneva who? <laughs> Geneva what is not the right it was who? <laughs> By Geneva. <laughs> That was the right answer. Took me a second to get there. <laughs> ah, man, another great day in between recording. It's true. This is a fantastic day. What happened for so you? I have so many things. Well, we're going to talk about it as we go through here because, wow, big day. Oh, was it Ben being in the Cub Scout color guard? Yes. That was also very good. Yes. But for ham radio, two big things we're going to talk about today. Okay. I was going to talk about something else, but then things happened. And what so now, happened? Well, we're going to talk about it. We got to get through these emails. I'm trying to get you to get to it. Well, you got to get through the emails so I can get to it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Got some big things to talk about. Well, the next email reads, hi, Jake. Oh. And this is from volunteer podcast co-producer, Rob. Hey. Hi, Leah and Josh. A few, a few weeks ago, Jake mentioned how surprised he was to hear his name 
in an email subject line. So I thought I'd give him a shout out this week. Thank you for all the hard work and training involved with being an EMT. Yes, Jake, thank you Mm -hmm. for all those lives you're saving. Yesterday, Rob continues, I took my son Cameron to visit a friend who just moved into a new house. The address was on Iron Man Drive. Mm. I didn't think anything of it until I accessed a street by way of Krypton Drive. What? Wait a minute. That's crossing DC to to Marvel. When I dropped him off, I asked his friend if there were any more superheroes in the neighborhood. Sure enough, the next street is Superman Drive, followed by Hulk Drive and Spider-Man Drive. There's no sign of Captain America, but I did photograph the Iron Man sign for Leia. Rob, Rob, I need There's to know more. There's a sign? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the street sign. The sign, street sign. So yeah, it's yeah. the corner of Iron Man and Krypton. Is it possible that mm. all of the streets going east-west are like DC. Marvel, mm-hmm. and then all of the streets going north-south are DC? Now, that would be a level of social planning yes. that I appreciate. Public works planning. We need to go to a city council meeting. <laughs> Rename. All of these streets. Do it right this time. (laughs) Do you know what a bulk of our streets are actually named after? You told me this, but I know the answer to this. But you can go ahead. They're named after the children of the developers of that of the housing complexes. We had a I had a big, long running joke with you in a a ride, basically saying it was really fun when they had a bunch of no name streets and they kept just making babies to 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 name the rest of these streets. Somebody's got to keep having these kids. We actually we need to hire another developer. Large population. I hope they're Mormon. Turns out, large population of uh, Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints followers. It, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. only way we can get the city completed. Yes. <laughs> Johnson Party of Twenty Four. We have actually a very nice temple here. We do. Yeah. So that was always one of my. Uh, I, I worked with somebody who's from Utah, mm-hmm. um, and he would always say that going to. Uh, to IHOP on like a Sunday was always really interesting because it would be like, you know, Johnson Party 24. Not that big. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but it was just one family. It was just a big number. Just one family. Like, wow, that's impressive. Okay. What's <laughs> keep going? <laughs> Rob, I need to know more about this neighborhood. Right. <laughs> yes. And I need to know how often it gets decimated and if they need some kind how, of superhero how, insurance. Is to there live a higher than room. average comet strike uh, on, <laughs> in this particular area? Do holes appear in walls? <laughs> Time and space don't make sense here. Dr. Hi. Strange Lane must be really interesting. Timey-wimey. You know what? Let me know if there's a Hawkeye Boulevard. Are those just the smallest houses in the neighborhood or like? It just, it's not even houses. They're just a bunch of tool sheds. It was actually, oddly enough, um, it was called uh, Hawkeye Lame. And when they people petitioned right. to, you know, make it say Lane, they're like, no, no, that was intentional. <laughs> well done. Well done. He is so lame. (laughs) 
Rob continues. Rob literally wrote this, by the way. Yeah. Rob continues. This is all a script. We just. Yeah. Oh, no. He wrote Rob continues. Yes. Wow. Nicely done, Rob. Rob at one point encouraged me to get a thesaurus <laughs> because I only say two things to continue. And uh, oh, so is I Rob considered it your your repertoire of words. Uh-huh. He criticized you on it, not me. Meaning no. I have more words that I use. I don't think so. I explore the word space. I think he just knows I'm open to improvement. Wow, not me. Fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> now on to a ham adjacent question. The office has a new piece of equipment that came with a warning to disconnect the charger once it was fully charged or else the equipment could be damaged. That made me wonder... I know it's fine to leave laptops plugged in even when fully charged, but what about HTs? Leave them plugged into their charging cradle when they are not in use? Or do I need to rethink that? Or is it okay? Most HTs are fine. Most current day, modern-ish HTs, you just plug them in and they know when to stop charging. Generally, if you plug a wire into the side of an HT, the charge controller on said HT is going to say, I'm all good here, and then stop charging. Pull out. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Uh, I wanted to make a pull out game strong joke here. But <laughs> okay. Now, there are you know others, right? If you have a drop-in charger, the thing you have to remember about a drop-in charger is you're literally putting the battery contacts their special charging contacts like you know the back of this radio right those mm -hmm. little dots you're putting those into a cradle that cradle must have the ability to know when to stop charging mm. some cradles do not have that think of chinese radios at least older ones were like that not so much today most of the time it's fine and generally how it works is they'll run through a charge cycle fully charge the battery and then just stop they won't come back online and go like, oh, you need a little top off. They'll just stop. The expectation is that you're going to pick up the radio at some point, use the radio, place it back with a depleted battery, oh. and then it'll recharge. So it'll fully charge it and then stop. Fully charge, stop. And you take it off, you use it. So if you wanted to, you could like, so I have, you know, I don't do this very often, but for some Baofangs now and then that I know have just been sitting there for like you know, multiple weeks, I'll just kind of pick it up and put it back down and then I'll top it off just so it keeps it topped off. That's generally how it all Is that works. okay for the battery? Um, yeah, likely you're, you're, you're slowly degrading its useful life. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's not so bad. You are charging these batteries up generally close to 100%. So that over time will also degrade the battery. Usually with like LiPo batteries and, and LiPos, you generally only do 80-ish percent charge. And that is more efficient because getting to 80% is easier and taking it that last 20% is when you start in increasing heat and getting to the point that you could be damaging the battery over time. Got it. So there you go. Hope that answers your question, Rob. I hope so. Rob signs off. Thank you for all your help. You guys are amazing. Thank you, Rob. Cheers and 7-3, Rob K5DCQ. And Rob has included a picture of the intersection as proof 
that there is a place where very nice where DC and Marvel collide. Mm. Somebody should just make a comic book series about this neighborhood. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's very meta. <laughs> the next email is titled "Hopefully This Works," and this is from Joe, Josh, and Leah. I'm a longtime listener, first-time correspondent. Mm, thank you. Well, welcome to the tower. I just wanted to write in and thank the both of you for the time you put in every week to record the podcast for us. Well, thank you for listening. I always look forward to downloading the podcast Friday morning, and I am a faithful 1X crew listener. Oh, thank you. I started a ham radio at the beginning of the pandemic because a friend mentioned I should look into it for when I go solo hiking in the Sierra National Forest. That led me to look into APRS and eventually found some videos on it from some guy named Josh. Mm. Then soon after, I bought my uh, bought an FT3D based on Josh's recommendation. Insert the let me spend your money drop. <laughs> let me spend your money. <clears throat> Good job producing. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yes. Little did I know at the time that APRS and the FT3D were the on only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, man. Then, after watching Josh's video on FT8 and Mike K-Murder's videos on... It literally says K-Murder. <laughs> it is working. I love it you so have, much. You have done it. I <laughs> Kark is now literally... People are calling him Kark, and, and he has Kark. the wizard as as his... <laughs> As his uh, his name has been appended to say the, in parentheses the wizard on Discord. <laughs> well done, Kark. Well done. <laughs> uh, K Murder's video on Poda really got me motivated to upgrade my license to General. I upgraded to General and then bought an IC seventy three hundred on Josh's recommendation. Seeing a trend here. Mm. Then, about six months after that, I got my extra thanks to Glarg. That's, that's a two-tone. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations, Joe. I have done a handful of POTA activations and really enjoy operating portable. Excellent. This has helped me immensely in the last few years to help keep my sanity. Mm -hmm. I'm a single dude who lives alone with my dogs, so having something fun to do, like activating Poda, gives me motivation to get outside and enjoy nature while having fun playing radio. Indeed. That's excellent. I have found myself just turning on the radio as well. Mm-hmm. I think because I have ADHD and want as many. I just need something in the background. I need something. It's a, it's a attention shifting thing. I, you like should probably dumping. say I have self-diagnosed ADHD. No, I have TikTok diagnosed ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That makes sense. That's a better way to put it. I use Dr. TikTok. Yeah. But he won't prescribe me meds. Right. <laughs> Well, continuing on. You tell me to buy hymns, though. Hymns? I don't get hymns ads. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. I get hers ads. Is that a thing now? I think it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, like a lot of people who write in, I really enjoy listening to you talk about all things ham radio related or not, which reminds me, I still need to try Skyline Chili. Mm. Joe, you're in luck. Maybe you too could go to 
Dayton Hamvention and meet at a skyline. Yeah, we probably should do that one of the nights. I don't know where there is. I'll, we'll figure it out. I think I already had found one and contacted Skyline <coughs> mm-hmm. and then totally dropped the ball on following oh. up. <laughs> because I think they have beer there. It's a, a macro, obviously. Right, right. But you're going to be able to get Skyline chili, York peppermint patties, and beer all in the same place. You know? How can you go wrong? I don't think you can. Yeah, I'm, I, I love the chili. And I've only had it in a can, so I can only imagine how much better it is in person. How will you try it the first time you have it at the know. restaurant? I guess like a five-way. Like on spaghetti and not on a hot dog? I, I might do... Both. I might have to a get bow. a hot dog. I have yes. to try the hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so pack up some of the leftovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do it early in the week, so it'll be nice and fresh by the time we get it. Are you gone for a whole week? No, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, early in the trip. Early in the trip. What did, what did we agree on? Arguably, anything from the point of my making my getting into Dayton mm-hmm. is earlier in the week. Mm. Right. It's sure because the sure. end of the week is Sunday. Are you gone for two weeks, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> no, the end of the first week is. <laughs> All right. Joe continues, I have recently set up WinLink on my computer. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a line. The community that HRCC has grown over time, I have been uh, over the time I have been involved is awesome. Some of the best representation of what ham radios uh, radio operators should be like, in my opinion. Excellent. I said I feel this way all the time. Love it. I am in other ham radio groups right i am am i i am on qrz and just the the hrcc community is just the smartest and like most helpful and funniest that's the other thing like funny and everybody else has a good sense of humor about the funny Mm -hmm. you know right and and you just come to some other groups and you're like is they can't meme this is this who's on the other side of, of is the this freak? who I'm talking to? <laughs> because that's not very nice. <laughs> that's not welcoming at all. And I can't block you on ham radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no admin privileges here. <laughs> well... Joe says, I recently set up WinLink on my computer after hearing Josh talk about it in his videos. Mm-hmm. It was somewhat challenging to get my Lab 599 and DigiRig set up for it, but I got it figured out eventually. Oh, he's so, got a Lab 599 too. If you're reading this, it was sent via WinLink on my TX500. You made it. Oh, on a you TX500? Did so it's QRP WinLink too. Congratulations. Nice. Very cool. good. Very hero like Joe. Have you heard about the neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> the um start looking into the win there's a Wednesday WinLink net that people are all about. It's a lot of, it's pretty cool. All right. I want to finish off by thanking Josh for all the time and effort you put into being an ambassador for Ham Radio on YouTube. Well, thank you, you have helped motivate more people than you know. Thank you. That is nice. It is very nice. It, it's really cool that that's actually a thing. 
Like it's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah. It's it's very wild. Keep up the good work and I look forward to this week's episode tomorrow if this makes it in time. Joe W6 VIP. You did it, Joe. You made it. Yeah, this is a, a great full it's, no it's all errors the things. email. You got WinLink and you got beeps. We got license passing, WinLink, <laughs> all the things. It's a that's a, a well great done. email. Nicely done. And now it's time. And this email is titled Wrong Ham Fest and GP7 from okay. volunteer podcast co-producer Nathan. Okay. He dethroned Jake. He's back on top. He's back on top. Welcome back, Nathan. Hello, music fans. It is I, Nathan. I will keep my email shorter this week as I have a longer song than usual. Oh, Update on the GP7 SSB radio. It is so neat. At night, unsurprisingly, it is very clear. I did have an issue with the battery that came in the radio not working, will not charge or anything, but I had purchased the two extra batteries on the charger with the radio, so no problem with me. Mm -hmm. This is your buy three. <laughs> situation yeah the, the radio comes with its own internal battery and it can be usb charged but they also sell a charger that has two more batteries and it's i think it's like 14 bucks for the charger and the two batteries so it's pretty cheap the batteries are so cheap to replace i figure i'm good the other two batteries work fine show a charge mm -hmm. and everything yeah i am happy now to the song do you know the eagle song love will keep us alive well, my take is called Ham Will Keep Us Alive. I was inspired by the correspondent last week with the shared calendar about a ham fest. Enjoy. And I will go ahead and play this song. Oh, you're playing it. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I think. Yep. Ooh. I do He's love got a guitar. He doesn't normally have backing music does he no i do love guitar so have you not heard of the eagles before a plus you've listened to the eagles yes i mean hotel california sure but right. they have more than that yeah my uncle's a huge eagles fan i was standing all alone in the woods outside dang i <laughs> was searching for a strong five nine <laughs> Lost and solely Now you're telling me the stuff to survive <laughs> When we're hungry Ham will keep us when alive When we're hungry <laughs> Don't you wonder Sometimes you've just gotta let it fry the cut is changing right before your eyes. Now I've tried them. There's no more emptiness inside. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is like a love song. It kind is. Of radio. When we're hungry, ham will keep I'm us I'm now alive. confused about which, what the ham this is about. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with both. I oh. would fry for you. <laughs> Cut the thinnest slices. Oh, he's talking about ham. Yeah, that's funny. There's nothing I wouldn't lose you. <laughs> okay, nicely done. Now I baked it. There's more honey inside. <laughs> when we're grilling, ham will keep us alive. <laughs> I am um, a little dumbfounded right That's, now. <laughs> that was very good. Nathan obviously put some time into that one because it was longer and he's got the backing track. That was very good, Nathan. That was. That How was... do you know that Nathan's not playing the guitar? If he is, I'm even more impressed. He can tell us in the uh, podcast chat on yeah. the Discord. I would pie it for you. <laughs> Smoke the biggest shoulder. This is literally Baby, meat. Back ribs are on the menu. <laughs> I was standing all alone in the woods outside. I was searching. For a ham fest nearby. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that, now I'm taking the turn. Back on the radio. <laughs> Lost and confused. Now you've given me the grill to survive. Now we're back. <laughs> when we're hungry, ham will keep us alive. Why is there not a ham radio that looks like a ham? <laughs> just... When we're hungry. Ham will keep us alive. Or like an Oscar Mayer skin mm-hmm. on a balcony. The wrong ham fest, but ham will keep us alive. This is really beautiful. It was very good. This yes. <laughs> very nicely done, Nathan. I'm feeling so mellow now. I, I can. Uh, I think I can comfortably say that is the best uh, song that you've you've sent to the podcast. Really? I think so. I mean, he's he's got a lot of big bangers out he there. He does. Yeah. Big bangers, he, yes. not hot bangers. No, big bangers. I say hot bangers, but uh, that's generally what I say. But you can come up with your own term. That's fine. Big bangers. There's a sound cloud. All the it. Brits are just dying right now listening to this. Um, he's got a couple big bangers. He's got. He's got a SoundCloud full of big bangers. Big bangers. The biggest Huge bangers. bangers. Huge bangers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Nathan continues, thank you. I try to catch as many kinds of hams in the songs. For full disclosure, the guitar music is from karaoke YouTube. <laughs> That's how people they, could use the music. Like you're literally and answering and the such. questions that everyone wants to, that Leo wants to know. Thank you, Acoustic Lounge. Acoustic, acoustic, acoustic. <laughs> Welcome to Acoustic Lounge. <laughs> We've got the big bangers you're looking for. 
All the bangers. <laughs> Curried bangers? That's it. Worst bangers. <laughs> but they're but they're actually pretty good. <laughs> Franken bangers. <laughs> and mash. And and let's we like to kick things off. We called the minute knocking them bangers. <laughs> Thank you, Acoustic Lounge. Excellent playing. <laughs> Thank you, Acoustic Lounge, for your for your mini track. <laughs> Lastly, I would like to thank my father, who doesn't listen to this podcast, for syncing up the vocals and the music since I was half a second out of sync, and he insisted on fixing it. You're the best. Man. So like, so he's... the podcast producing is now a family affair. <laughs> this is, now he, this is he has a music studio right. that he's because built. Rob has brought in Cameron. Mm -hmm. Nathan has brought in his father. <laughs> it's a real... Get out It's a uh, what is it? It's a uh, Mazanek and Bailey and Sons. That's <laughs> nice. Very good. <laughs> okay. Well, Nathan signs off seven three K one M A Z Nathan. How nice! Oh, remember Nathan likes to sign off with quotes, and I am a lover of quotes. Mm -hmm. I feel that quotes are the, mo the most succinct of literature. <laughs> How nice the human voice is when it isn't singing, Rudolph Bing. <laughs> in singing, what my voice lacked in quality, it made up for in volume. <laughs> Hopper. That's that's generally my argument. Just because I can't sing doesn't mean that I won't sing. Anonymous. I always try to cheer myself up by singing when I get sad. Most of the time, it turns out that my voice is worse than my problems. Anonymous. <laughs> the answer to the problem of my N-fed half-wave antenna was water in the chameleon matching box. I emailed with John Miller of Chameleon Antennas, and he agreed to my suggestion that I should dry it out opened it inside. Mm -hmm. Then he recommended silicone sealing all penetration points and checking the gasket. Mm -hmm. I will do so when it stops raining. I just hope you didn't get it in the coax. Um, but other than that, you, it's probably fine. Just let it dry out. Nathan says, thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you to you, Nathan, and all of the email tower correspondents. Thank you, everyone. It would not be the looming large structure it is without the you. continuously building <laughs> three months out of the year, like the Minnesota construction. It turns out weather. that the pyramids also started as a podcast. <laughs> it was a first podcast. That technology was lost to us for a long time. It was a cube cast. <laughs> Casting them cubes. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Well. Leia, would you like to take a test? I could. Okay. Since I only have to answer three in a row, right? That's it. Yeah. And then I'm good. Then you're good. <laughs> you just have to maintain. Because sure. last week you you've got you've built yourself. Hmm. You came out of last week like a rock star. Mm. Can you hang on? 
Under what circumstances are messages that are sent via digital modes exempt from Part 97 third-party rules that apply to other modes of communication? A, under no circumstances. B, when messages are not encrypted. C, when under automatic control. Or D, when messages are encrypted. It's A, under no circumstances. Part 97 rules them all. You can't all. encrypt anything, by the way. That's an easy one to just yeah. remove. In in amateur radio, you cannot encrypt. Encode is different from encrypt. What does the Q signal in QRL mean? Mm. A, will you keep the frequency clear? B, are you busy or is this frequency in use? C, are you operating full break-in or can you penetrate? Can you operate <laughs> in full break? <laughs> D. Are you listening only for a specific station? Um, I guess B. Are you busy, or is this frequency in use? And that is correct. You, it is correct. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Chica, chica. This is a big. This is big. Yeah. This is a big build up here. What? I'm feeling pretty. I'm gonna. I've got really. I'm a high little to nervous. Fall. I'm a little nervous. I gotta say. It's always when I start getting cocky. Yeah, a little nervous. <laughs> what is the effect on an audio device when there is interference from a nearby CW transmitter? A severely distorted audio. B on and off humming or clicking. C, a CW signal at a nearly pure audio frequency. D, a chirpy CW signal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm clicking. I don't know, severely reason. distorted audio? No, no, it's an on and off humming or clicking. If you think about it, it's on and off. Mm, that checks yeah. out. Hmm. So telephones or audio devices can sometimes pick up interference RF signals from nearby transmission sources. If the interference is coming from a nearby CW transmitter, an on and off humming or clicking will be heard, which is a distorted version of the CW transmission. If the nearby interfering station was transmitting an SSB, voice distorted speech would be heard instead. You'd hear like, then you'd hear like a warbling that, that sounded semi-like English. I've found that if you have that kind of tone and it's some, a foreign language, you're not necessarily going to know that it's the same thing because mm. it's not familiar enough to you. Bile. Wow. <laughs> okay. Which type of code is used for sending characters in a PSK31 signal? A, binary. B, Viterbi. C, Veracode. Or D, volumetric. C, Veracode. Is that my first right one? Yes. That's the, are reset you keeping the, track? Reset the counter. Are you keeping track? Yeah, it's three. Generally, who should respond to a station in the contiguous 48 states who calls CQDX? A, only contesting stations. B, any caller is welcome to respond. C, only stations in Germany. Is that D? Really what it is? Yes. Any station outside the lower 48 states. It's D. Yep. Any stations outside the lower 48 states because it's a DX. 
That's two. Thank you. All right. I don't know if I've seen this question before, oh. but I don't know it. Oh. <laughs> what symptoms may result from other signals interfering with a Pactor or Winmore transmission? I believe we have. <clears throat> A, long pauses in message transmission. B, frequent retries or timeouts. C, failure to establish a connection between stations. D, all of these choices are correct. Ah, D, all of these choices are correct. Boom! It is. Three. It is. is that three? That's three. Is that three? Yeah. You got it. Okay. I get to move on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Leia. Okay, so my big day. All right, so two mm -hmm. things happened today. The first, and I this is for all the Mac users out there, everybody that's a Mac user. For the longest time, but by the way, I will I will go ahead and just say I use pretty much all the operating systems. Linux I probably use the least, mm. but mm -hmm. Windows I use for my job. We mm -hmm. got Red Hat at work, obviously I yeah. have Raspberry Pis. Mm -hmm. Leapfrog. But when I edit videos, <laughs> Leapfrog, like the, the toy. <laughs> That's what I use at work. A little tablet. I just walk around. And go, I'm working. I'm gonna go take a 30 minute bathroom break. Very back. Gotta work on my maths. <laughs> However, when I'm at home, I generally am a Mac user. Like I edit on my Mac. I've been doing that forever since 2011. I've been on on uh, Mac computers. So when it comes to ham radio. I never recommended Mac computers. I don't because one, they're expensive. Admittedly, I can accept that. I point people to very inexpensive used laptops. That whole thing with Windows, all the ham radio software works fantastically on Windows, continues to do so. Nothing I'm about to say is taking away anything from Windows, but... Oh, are you about to start a Mac war? No, but... So there is a software title called SDR Sharp. It is the software title that is used for flex radios. It's very good. It has to be because it's pretty much the only way you can interface a lot of flex radios. Some of them have a control face, but that's a minority. Flex, the most expensive radio in the business. Yeah, they're very expensive. They're very expensive, and then you also have to have a computer. For, again, most of them. Everybody has a flex. Calm down. You know what I mean. <laughs> so Slow you, your roll. Right. So the developer that designed and <gasps> created the Sharp or the SDR Sharp software that runs on Mac, and I don't know if it's called SDR Sharp on Mac. It doesn't matter. He made a really good piece of software on the Macintosh. <laughs> the Macintosh. The on Mac the, OS. On the Macintosh. Yeah. Remember the Macintosh kids? However, he's kind of like done with that contract. The, the time of that is up, and he started developing new software titles. Oh, man. Not too long ago, he dropped a app for the iPad. Sorry. Dropped an app for Mac OS that is pretty much the same look and feel of SDR Sharp but it interfaces ICOM radios. Take that, Flex. The three radios that it interfaces are the ICOM 705, the ICOM 9700, and the ICOM 7610. Does I have mean two that, of those radios. Does that mean that you are can now get what is essentially the Flex radio experience at an ICOM price? Not exactly. There, there's still some differences there. Like there, I'm not going to get into all that. That's not what this is about. 
It's but what it's about for me. On the iPad, I can now, when I'm just on my Wi-Fi network at home, my 7610 is connected to my network. It has a you know a physical Cat5, Cat6 connection to my network. I can now remote into my 7610. Normally, I would have to use a Windows laptop or a Microsoft Surface device to run the iCom software that allow that would allow me to remote in. And I'm not really taking anything away from the iCom software here, but this new software, which is called um, SDR-Control, both on iPad and on Mac OS, is really nice. The control of it is very, very nice, very fluid controls, very intuitive to use, and it has integrated applications. You can do FT8 in the app. You don't have to leave. What? You can do it all in the app on your iPad. You can do Ritty. You can <clears throat> do. You can pull up the. Um, you can pull up the DX cluster. You can do all kinds of stuff in addition to just controlling your radio. But it gets even better because it can use the microphone on your laptop or tablet to key up the radio and make QSOs. Wow. So on your tablet, you can talk into your tablet and you can be making QSOs. Now, of course, there is going to be some network lag. And so this is only going to be as good as how good your home network is or the network that you're on if you're outside your home. But there is also a control for doing Morse code. What's happening right now? You can keyboard enter. You can keyboard enter Morse code. And your radio will transmit Morse code based off of the words per minute setting that you have set on the radio. Now, the Mac OS side is a bit more robust. Um, it has things like a CAT server that it will run for CAT control, which is computer-assisted terminal, which allows you to control the frequency of your radio, moving it around, changing bands, modes, and uh, and then keying and transmitting data if you if you want to do that kind of stuff. Cat control is not necessarily the audio side of this, but you get the idea if you've even watched my videos long enough. Here's the downside, and all you Mac users are like, um, I'm I'm expecting this, Josh. I already know where you're going with this. The iPad software title is fifty bucks, and the Mac OS software is one hundred dollars. The iCom software can be anywhere in in recent days 100 to 150 dollars to buy the uh, wow the microsoft software so i was like okay i that's that's not bad so technically technically i now have the ability on my laptop which i've now been streaming with when i'm portable when i'm doing like a portable live stream on my macbook pro that i could run the live stream and hypothetically connect to any radio, again, 705, or back home to my 7610 and display that on the live stream at any time. So That's wild. Super cool. I'm, I'm really, really interested in deep diving this further and then bringing you guys a video. I'll probably record something this weekend and get it out because there there is a couple of um, fun little deep areas of control that you can do that I think is uh, going to be the stuff that people are interested in. So, oh, it's got a blogger built in as well. So I'll be talking about that in the future. So that's item one. Item two, I, I got another radio in the mail, Leah. So item two is another radio, but we got to we gotta build up to it, okay? Why? Mm -hmm. All right. It's another radio I have to build? No, oh. no. This, this came pre-built. This is an eBay radio. 
So there was a radio that came out called the QCX Mini. This is it, Leah. Here, you want to hold it? There it is. QCX Mini Transmitter. That is a mono band transmitter. This is very small. Very small. One band, it does, it transmits CW. It can, oh, man, Leah's got the sneezes. It can receive single sideband, right? It has cat control capability, so you can actually connect this to a computer. It has, you know, all the other things you'd expect. Really nice little radio. Got a good screen on it. Really inexpensive as well. I think out the door you can probably get one of these for like 100 bucks with the in aluminum enclosure. Pretty good. So this radio is, is CW for transmit only, right? Morse code only. Mm -hmm. So the True SDX, which is the radio we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. About the same size. About the same size. This radio has a kind of modified design of the QCX. These are different designers. The QRP labs that made the QCX Mini, different designer than DL2MAN and PE1NNZ, who came up with the design and software for the True SDX. Okay. What the True SDX brings to the table that the, the QCX Mini does not have is it brings single sideband. This has an internal microphone right there and okay. a PTT button. You can actually just talk into it like a walkie-talkie and do HF. Plus, this is 20 meters and lower down to 80 meters for um, you know HF radio. This is that kit that I completed recently. Okay. You've seen it? Yes. Got it? Good. Okay. While all of this is happening, so the, the QCX Mini came out. Everybody loves the QCX Mini. It's still a fantastic radio. I think it's like 40 bucks for any one band you want, and they've got pretty much all the bands. So DL2MAN designs this new radio somewhat of a modification. Actually, I, I take this all back. Let me go back a step. DL2MAN's first foray into making a radio was developing a mod kit for the QCX Mini that it would allow it to oh. transmit single sideband. He then turned this into what was called the USDX, which was a sandwich. It was a bigger radio, but it gave you all bands, single sideband, among many other things. Then he came out with the true SDX, which is the kit I built. Well, in parallel to all of that, because DL2MAN is a true ham radio chad and released this all this stuff out in, <laughs> under Creative Commons, some non... Is that a chad? Yeah. Why not? I thought a Chad was bad. A Chad could be good or bad. No, a Chad is bad. It's a Chad always bad? is like the son of a Karen. So what's the, what would be the better? I don't know, a hero? Okay. So the hero of Ham Radio, DL2MAN, because he released at Creative Commons, many people propped up, like came on and just started just copying it, just straight up copying it. They're Chads. They're, okay, they're Chads. So the radio that was sent to me, right? The radio that we got in the meal, the the meal, the meal, the, meal. Mm -hmm. the USDR oh, is huh. a clone of the USDX. How many SDR radios are you going to pull out right now? Well, I'm not done. I got one more, and it's hidden right now. <laughs> That's the radio I, I that arrived today. So this is the USDR, right? Yeah. This is more like the size of the USDX. So a larger radio. It's got a front face panel. Um, okay, fine. So these clones came out, and they are literally their clones. They run about $120 on eBay. Okay. 
most of these radios are either just north of $100 or right around the $100 mark. So literally, we're talking about the Baofeng, the Baofengication or Baofengification of HF that we've kind of hinted at. Which we've been hinting at for a little while. I see this happening. It's going to happen. Well, it's kind of happened. The, the DL2MAN design of the radio pretty much opens the door for this happening. Now, I have bashed my head into the wall with the true sdx and i believe that that is in part because of the row waves kit that we've talked about and the video that i'm dropping may be already out by the time you see this but the video that talks about this i think covers it to some detail and we'll have a close out on that i have a feeling that the other radio i have that's that's going to show up is going to be a little bit better performer than the one i have the usdr however the one that um was sent to us this functions about as good as the true SDX I have right now. Interesting. So not great. To say not great would be the would be the, <laughs> the word. Both of these radios, I, I sat down today and I, I wanted to spend a little bit of time explaining some of the things I do after I'm done building a kit. There's generally something called an alignment process. There's an internal frequency that you have to adjust so that the VFO lines up with whatever frequencies you're hearing, right? So mm -hmm. that when you transmit, you're transmitting on the same frequency as the person that's listening to you. So I go through and I do an alignment job on the radio, and then I'll do a transmit and receive. And what that looks like is I'll transmit from the radio, and then I will receive it on my 7610, and then I will transmit okay. from my 7610 and see if I can hear it on the radio. Um, the transmit from these radios Fine. Once aligned, it's right on the money. It's pretty frequency stable. I can transmit, whether it's single sideband or CW. It's heard on the other end and in about what I would expect the relative power to be. I also do a power test, but uh, that's really not what we're talking about today. However, on the receive side, both the True SDX, which is you know, the Row Waves kit, and the USDR that, that again was sent to us, I have to like crank my 7610 up to like 40 watts before the rate these radios will hear the CW coming out of my base station. Wow. So which basically means they're like <sighs> deaf because there's RF all over the place and the fact they're not hearing it is not good, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's something going on with, with these radios. The other thing, and then the last thing I do is I hook up the uh, tiny spectrum analyzer two of these radios and I do a harmonics test to see where it could be transmitting other than the fundamental frequency. So if I have the radio set on CW to 7.03 megahertz and I key down with a straight key and just hold the key down, I expect there to be one very large primary spur, like a vertical spike at 7.030 megahertz. Inevitably, though, there will be harmonic spurs that can that gradually get smaller and smaller and smaller as it gets away from the fundamental frequency. Okay. The difference from the peak of the fundamental frequency to the peak of the first harmonic or the largest harmonic needs to be under a certain dB value. Otherwise, it would fail the FCC testing. Okay. People who build kits, you should do this. This is something that every that, that ham should know how to do. Most don't. I don't know that most might be the wrong term, but I assume there's a pretty good percent of people that don't do this. 
That harmonics test is basically showing you if your radio when transmitting is also simultaneously transmitting on other frequencies, creating okay. unwanted interference. Okay. So both of these radios as tested, not so great on the harmonics. The true SDX is a lot better. The USDR is not good at all. Uh, That's how can it be? Because it's a clone made in China sold for cheap and mass-produced. <laughs> All right. But then another radio came in my hot little hands. Okay. And I'm going to put it in your hot little hands right now. Oh, it's so small. <laughs> and it so only has three buttons. That is a USDR, a clone, but like reduced down to insanely small proportions everybody that, that wants to see say? this go look at my instagram what does this say it's got like little emblems on that's it. that's the soda emblem i know but above the soda emblem it says ham and then a bunch of like super tiny words and what does it say right on the front next to the screen right on the front right on the ham face radio just says ham radio right just so well, in case you didn't that? know that what is do you see what are those tiny words oh my gosh you're right I can't even read that. It looks like a website. This thing has an SMA antenna. It has an input for 9 or 15, 9 through 15 volts DC. It comes with a USB cable that can plug into this for, I guess, programming or cat control. And the X MIT button that's right there, that's your straight key button. So you don't actually need a key. What? And there's a speaker built in. Well, how does it work? It works great. <laughs> It works really good. Okay, now I, let, let's put this all into perspective. We're talking about just north of one hundred dollars for all for each of these radios. This stupid eBay transmitter, um, I paid one hundred and thirty dollars shipped, and I will thank James Hannibal of Quirky QRP for showing this to me. James, he lives the persona of Quirky QRP. Like he is quirky. The things he's into are quirky. And sure enough, on Twitter, he DMs me, you know, we talk on Twitter, and he's always got something crazy that he's sending me. And this is the radio that he sent me. And he's like, I think I'm going to buy one. And I was like, okay, I'll wait for your, um, for your review. I want to know what you think of it. And I was sitting there like a day or two later. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. I'm just going to buy it. If I don't like it, I'll give it away. <laughs> so I bought it and I, I aligned it. Uh, there was a guy in Oregon, this is a single sideband, by the way that it has an internal mic so you just hold down the transmit button and talk into it it's so it's a walkie-talkie now I, I before i had aligned it there was a guy that was making a cue so he was calling cq in oregon and i keyed up on this thing and gave my call sign and he came back to me he said I, w I was kind of in the dirt and I, I and he said i was a little off frequency and i i apologized and said yeah it's a it's a kit radio that i'm that i'm working on right now but like the the first thing out of the box it just it just worked now all right so my first test i, I hooked up the tiny sa and in cw i just transmitted into the tiny sa from this micro ham radio again 20 meters the largest spur was negative 51 db below the fundamental frequency which passes the fcc requirement on 20 meters now, there's, 
that was 20 meters. On 40 meters, uh, the largest spur was negative 40.7 dB against the fundamental. So that technically fails. Not, I mean, it, it just fails. That fails. The second spur and the third harmonic um, were safely above the FCC requirement, which are again, met FCC requirement. So 40 meters is probably no bueno for this radio, but 20 meters, it was fine. And I only tested those two bands. I can test the rest. But after the alignment and uh, considering, again, it's a super tiny radio, I'll post an image on the Discord so you guys can check. It's it's actually pretty good. I, I was very surprised by its capability for the price point. <laughs> the The speaker is is rough. It is kind of harsh. It hurts your ears. But it's loud. It's it's loud and it's not super distorted, particularly once you get it into alignment, so that you're actually on frequency. So the the the, the thing I the thing that worries me about this, and of course I talked to Adam K6ARK, and he has one of these. Like he literally posted a picture of it to me when I was talking to him in chat. And he says that his is garbage. Like he bought the same one. He tested it. The harmonics are through the roof. It's not good. It's transmitting all over the place. And he said the audio was really rough. And then Evan says he's heard one of these and the audio was trash, really bad, not worth the time. So I got like the good one out of the pile, I guess. But then in parallel, is it just different sellers? Kind of like how the who uh, knows the cables work. I mean, you're, you're literally talking about. Again, the Baofengification of HF, they're just cranking these suckers. They're making a ton of them. So a lack of quality control? Probably a lack of quality control, a lack of process standards for how they're built. I I don't know. Uh, They're definitely not CMMI uh, rated. But I think, and, and, you know, the USDR, you know, the one that these are all right here. and, And again, thank you for sending this to us. Yeah, so Rick, we're not giving up on the uh, the USDR. I appreciate you sending it. I, I likely will open this up at some point because I'm already messing around with the true uh, SDX. I'll, I'll probably figure out what's going on with that because I feel like the since the transmit side works and technically the receive side works, it's, it's just it just requires too much power to be jammed into it to to get it to be able to receive. I think there's probably something I'll probably be able to fix, and they both kind of share the same issue. So I'm hoping that might be the similar problem, but. I'm 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 really interested in what's going to happen now as an output as as time goes by on this that these are going to get better to the point that for a hundred dollars probably less than a hundred dollars you're going to get a rudimentary rough HF experience but it'll work and it'll be functional think of like the the road hard and put away wet g90 like it's gonna be difficult well difficult's probably the wrong word it's not going to be as convenient as some other radios but they'll work and the fact that i got what i consider a pretty good version of this with this little tiny ham radio um, box that's literally smaller than a pack of playing cards it's it's wild that it's running single sideband. It's wild that it's working on single sideband. 
And it also like, does. It's just crazy that it works because it doesn't for everyone. Yeah. And I it, once I once I got it aligned, I uh, I went on I went back to CW using the little button on the body of the radio as the straight key to control it. I gave a quick CQ in my call sign and I got picked up by the reverse beacon. So they 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 heard me like I wow. got picked up. So it's it's totally working. And again, single sideband broken single sideband contact but the guy said my call sign so it's 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 just a really weird um space that we're in right now and this is gonna drive hams crazy baofengs really piss hams off right because it's you know vhf uhf these cheap little radios everybody's got them blah 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 can you imagine when radios like this start just people start buying them in mass and they get on the HF bands with these. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how mad people are going to get? Why? Because it's probably not great receive quality, it, and and it's definitely some of and and some of them. If you get thing. a bad one, if you get a bad one, and mm-hmm. they put out spurs. Oh, okay, that's fair. And they're throwing off interference on frequencies that are not even intended to. That's bad. Like that is bad. No question. I don't. I don't support that at all. I make it. I. I. I it's kind of akin to me to like when you buy like a bad telescope. You still see something. <laughs> you still, you you see it. It's just not the best experience, and then you want to buy a better telescope. I mean, sure. But I'm also gonna, you know, once. And preppers, preppers get, you know, a bad name in the ham radio community sometimes because people just think they buy the Baofengs and put them on the shelf and they never know how to use them. Well, now imagine when somebody sees a prepper sees one of these and it's a hundred bucks. Yahoo! They're going to buy one, put it on the shelf and, and maybe not use it. And I appreciate that's a huge generalization for all the people that follow that are preppers. Myself included, I, I qualify, self-qualify as that. Um, but there are... There are definitely people among that community that are like, oh, no, yeah, I'll just buy one of these and put it on a shelf. And I don't know what a tuned antenna looks like and, I don't, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. It's, I was shocked. The box came. It was super tiny. I pulled the thing out. I'm like, what the heck is this? There's no way it's this small. It is that small. It is that small. And it, it for the price, it, it works pretty okay. Pretty okay. Pretty that's exactly, okay. That's what you want to review thing as pretty okay Uh, again for the price i don't know how you can you can beat that but but here's the rub on all this right these are all clones of the design work that dl2man did and the Mm -hmm. software of pe1 and nz Mm -hmm. now again they're not getting paid for this necessarily because creative commons again heroes of ham radio Mm -hmm. right putting their radio out there not chads but Creative Commons generally requires that you don't modify the design considerably. Oh. It, it's it's required that you copy the design, right? And, you know, ideally throw them some credit for what you did. You don't owe them anything necessarily. But now because inevitably, you know, once you release a design like that, people are going to go, oh, well, we'll just copy it. We'll make, we'll make our own version of it. And, and people are doing that. So where you stand on creative licensing and you know intellectual property this is is definitely in that space and it's it's really interesting there is a whole story there behind the usdx versus usdr and then now the true sdx and and all the other or the t so everybody who's got i know people are going to come from me like it's it's actually pronounced tr usdx fine (laughs) fine um yeah 
I, it's just I, fascinating. Anyway, that that's pretty much what I wanted to say about that. It, it's a it was a really good day. Incredibly surprised by this little radio. So for everybody that's still listening, uh, tomorrow this will be Saturday, the sixteenth. I'm actually going to have James Hannibal on the live stream. We're doing a giveaway for some stuff uh, that's quirky QRP and some county com stuff. But we're going to be talking about quirky radios like these and some of the projects he's working on. So it should be a lot of fun because, you know, he's the one that got me into this thing. So I figured to have him out here and we'll we'll chat about it. Have him bit. get you out. What do you mean have, what do you mean have him get he me out? He got you into it. Now he's got to get you out. <laughs> Once you're in, you can never leave. You can never get out. It's the Hotel California radio, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I, I think that might be right. Leigh, any uh, parting words? Anything you want to say? Uh, spay and neuter your cats. Great. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. I said cats. I know. That's why I said thanks, Do Bob. Do what you want with your dog. Oh. <laughs> he used to say spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> mm, just your cats. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. The fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.